0: Hey,
1: we got, how many people we got working here? They're going to come in and do a salary survey. We got to find something else to do to
2: justify the bullcrap jobs we have.
0: <laughs> Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. It's Sunday, July
2: 8th, 2012. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination Episode
0: 424. This is No Agenda.
2: Celebrating men here at Camp Mofo in the capital of the Drone Star State, Austin Tejas in the morning, everybody. I'm Adam Curry.
1: And from northern Silicon Valley where the trains are running, I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill
2: in the morning. With the stinger. Da, da, da.
1: That's right. In fact, there goes one now. Miss Mickey's birthday. Oh, congratulations. Is Thank she you. what, 29 now? When's yes. she going to be 30? I guess it'll <laughs> be next year. <laughs>
2: So uh, we've discussed this before. You know how uh, the Dutch are about birthdays, right? Yeah, they make you sit in a chair
1: in and in a, uh, in a circle. They, they take everybody and they bring them into a room and then they put chairs along the wall <laughs> yeah. and make everyone sit there
2: for an hour and have the same discussion as the last birthday. Uh, but more importantly, in the morning, the birthday boy or girl's uh, chair has to be all decorated and dressed up, and and uh, it's like it's crazy. It's one of these crazy traditions. So, um, yeah, and
1: everyone has to go to the part the, the quote unquote party.
2: <laughs> so, uh, it sounds dreadful. So I had to, oh, well, look, I, I love Ms. Mickey. So I'm going to give her a proper Dutch, uh, birthday. You have enough chairs. Well, no I, was, no, I just did the whole balloon thing, man. But I had to wait until she went to bed. And it, you know, of course she's like, oh, I'm not tired yet. I'm like, oh, please go to bed. <laughs> now this, be, this being Texas. You can't go buy uh, helium balloons and then uh, leave them in your car or even take them outside of the store. You know, because the difference in temperature would, would, I don't know, they either implode or explode or shrivel. Um, And do you recall that we were talking about a helium shortage, John? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, this is a problem. Yeah, it's a bogus shortage. I think there's some scam going on. I spent half a day looking for helium. Yeah, no, you can't get
1: helium anyway, unless you have your own bottle uh, that you filled a couple of years ago. You're not going to be able to get helium. So I found but there's something scamish about it, because helium is just, American helium, we have most of it in the world, yeah. is extracted from all that natural gas that mm-hmm. we're pumping out of the ground. Right. It's where it all is, and it's just it's a simple filtration process. And we get the helium out, but and we're still pumping natural gas like there's no tomorrow, and it's cheaper than ever. So what's the, what's, you know, so there's a scam going on. I just have never gotten to the bottom of what the scam is.
2: Well, they couldn't tell me at any of the stores. All they said, well, you know, there's signs up saying due to supply issues. And I say, hey, you know what's going on? Yeah, something with fracking or whatever. You know, some people had kind of half a clue. So, but I, I needed helium. I needed to blow up some balloons and, uh, and make this look right. So I'm driving around for half a day. I finally, uh, I find it like the Hobby Land or Holly Hobby Horse, whatever, on top. Uh, like a th- fifth shelf up, I see uh, these uh, canisters. The, I mean, like tank, like a propane tank full of helium. I'm like, score. It's a pink propane tank. <laughs> <Why>
1: no, <laughs> yeah, that's a cheap propane. That's the, yeah, that doesn't hold much, but
2: it holds enough for you. So what does one do if at one in the morning you're blowing up balloons with helium? What do you yeah. do? What do you do? Well,
1: I I know what I would do. (laughs) I would finish the job and go to bed. But you, on the other hand, would probably breathe the helium and then record yourself. Crap body buzzkill say,
2: shut up, slave. (laughs) You know me so well. (laughs) I'm like, oh, man, I got to run downstairs and record this quick. (laughs) Yes. A deeper buzzkill, say, shut up, slave. <laughs> well, I think it was kind of inferior quality. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. I mean,
1: you should have a much, it should be a much more uh, sonorous uh, uh, helium well, sound. Well, I had the whole, I, of...
2: I ho- yeah,
1: anyway. Anyway. That... You got to try it with uh, Argon. Yeah, sure. That's a heavier than the air, so your voice goes about two octaves. Oh, really? Lower. It goes lower? Hmm. I don't know. But I the problem with the argon is you can't get out of your lungs because it's it's heavier than air, so it sits at the body. So you have to you have to either stand on your head or you have to put yourself on a couch and and put yourself upside down so you get the damn stuff out of your lungs. It's very dangerous.
2: Yeah. So the, do not try this at home. Happy kids. birthday, honey. I'm dead. Ah, good one. That
1: <laughs> is not good. The helium will come out. And yeah, it's not a problem. Yeah.
2: Anyway, in the morning to you, John C. Dvorak...
1: In the morning to you, Adam Curry. In the morning to all ships at sea, boots on the ground, listening to
2: this show, and subs in the water. Yeah, and of course, all of our uh, servicemen and women around uh, Gitmo Nation States uh, doing your thing. And of course, to our uh, human resources in the chat room, noagendastream.com, noagendachat.net. Nice to uh, see you all in there, uh, charged up and ready to go. This is the No Agenda Show, the best podcast in the universe. You do it twice a week, Sunday mornings and Thursday mornings, Gitmo Nation West Time. And uh, a live show, once again, for you Then could not be happier about it. We actually, uh, we did some work yesterday.
1: And by the way, I want to mention to the Armed Forces members, we're the only show available that will actually critique uh, the uniforms of the generals.
2: (laughs) Yeah, because they are wacky. Exactly. Uh, Yeah, we worked yesterday. Yeah, we did. Uh, We talked ourselves out. Yeah. Well, yeah. This like
1: they got long reverend men
2: in clips if there's oh, good reaction. The uh, yeah. If if we fall apart, then uh, we can always resort back to the good reverend. Now we uh, recorded our uh, two shows for uh, the, the upcoming two shows, which will be 425, 426. Uh, to
3: be, boy, I'm
1: telling you something. I think they're going to be yeah, better good. than people expect.
2: Yeah, I think they're good, too. And I think that uh, what we should do is I'll make sure that uh, Mr. Slave, Mr. Slave, get my oil. <laughs> And zero void. I'll make sure that they uh, have copies so they can, uh, if people want to, we'll roll them out um, at the normal time. And then uh, people can sit in the chat room and grouse on us as if we were there. Right. <laughs> Having the same effect on me as if, <laughs> as if you were actually there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh boy. Well, lots of stuff uh, to discuss. Um, uh, I, I'd kind of like to kick it off with a little educational uh, message from uh, the BBC. Uh, who incorrectly, although they get part of it right, explain what this LIBOR thing is. Because uh, this is starting to crank up and um, uh, you know we, we were on this pretty early. Although in the United States of Gitmo Nation, no one seems to be talking about it. I've not seen, I don't think a single report... On, yeah. a, on ABC. Despite the fact
1: that it's probably one of the most corrupt things that we've seen come down
2: the pipe <laughs> Ever. Ever. For decades. Here's a, a one minute of the BBC explaining what LIBOR is about.
4: LIBOR, the London interbank offered rate, is the average cost of borrowing as Britain's banks lend each other money. It's calculated daily based on information supplied by those banks. After the financial crisis, the LIBOR rate also was seen as a guide to the health of banks' balance sheets. Barclay's manipulation alone could not have had a big effect on the final rate, but the suggestion is a lot of the big banks were doing the same thing. And the LIBOR rate has an effect on the real economy. That average
5: is what drives the interest rates paid by uh, hundreds of millions of people on their own mortgages, small businesses on their loans, student loans, insurance pro- uh, products. It affects uh, a hugely
4: diverse range of financial transactions globally not just in the uk britain's central bank the bank of england is trying to avoid being dragged into this scandal it's denied it knew about LIBOR manipulation and was allowing it to happen barclay says that it submitted artificially low estimates of its borrowing costs because it thought rivals were doing the same <laughs> higher submissions would make it appear to be in trouble
2: <laughs> i thought they were doing it it's okay they were doing it so a couple, uh, just uh, as this starts to unfold, of course, this report mentions nothing about the uh, eight hundred trillion dollar derivatives market, which is entirely based uh, on LIBOR, at least the what we call uh, the vanilla stuff, the, the 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 standard swaps, which is a form of a derivative. And I happen to know about this because I uh, as I mentioned it before. I built a uh, a web-based derivatives trading desk. So I had to understand what the heck was. Go- I mean, I didn't build it. I supervised. Uh, <laughs> I t- I basically I took the bankers who gave us the gig to the to the strip bar. That's <laughs> pretty much what I did. And I'm not joking. That's how you get those and keep those gigs. Um. But yeah, all the swaps are all based on LIBOR, and it's the in the, the inflows and outflows of um, uh, of money based upon the the interest rate, and. Um, Essentially, the banks were just scamming everybody who wasn't a banker. And the, this has been going on forever, obviously. Here's the funny stuff. You know these fines that Barclays has to pay to the FSA or, or, uh, and uh, in the U.S.? Yeah. You know where that money goes? Nowhere. Uh, to banks. <laughs> well, then what kind of a fine is that? Exactly. It goes right back to banks. In the the financial write
1: yourself a check. Okay,
2: the Financial Services Authority in uh, in the Gitmo Nation East uh, says money collected in fines is used to reduce fees for other FSA members the following year. (laughs) It's crazy. It's just like just just writing checks to each other. Okay, you got me this time. Damn it! Uh, But there are some lawsuits taking place. And this, uh, if this really takes off, then, then I've got to almost think that, that this thing was triggered on purpose. You know, they were just looking for um, the banking industry's tobacco moment. It's like, huh, we've got to accelerate this. We've got to bring this whole thing down. How can we do it? I know. Let's tell everybody we've been scamming them for years.
1: Meanwhile, the BBC, since you brought them up, uh, have been going after this idiot. We have a Department of Labor, head of the Department of Labor the soulless woman, SOLIS. Uh, who has never is, worked a job from what I can tell. I I did all the research I had to do to This fix, is try our are ever our, even worked a job picking tomatoes. Our
2: Department of Labor here in the in the United States? Yeah, our Department of Labor. Uh-huh.
1: Uh she's never worked a job in her life. She's never run a business. She doesn't know anything about it. Her father was a was a did and and was a union organizer and had all these uh, all this background. They should have made her, him the department of, head, chief of Department of Labor. She's been a co- uh, assemblywoman in California, and she wins. You know, she's won the the Kennedy John Kennedy profiles in courage.
2: Oh, her name is Hilda.
1: Hilda. Hilda. She, she won this award for, <laughs> for passing a piece of legislation Woo. that was uh, that they didn't want passed, and she did that. So now she's a hero. She, you know, she. It's not like she took on the Mexican drug cartels or anything that would actually be, take some some guts.
2: <laughs> hey, hold on. She was the she
1: first of her family complete, to go to college. She's a moron.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she does kind of look like a, a moron. Interesting she woman.
1: is a moron, and so she. So they bring her on. I don't know why she even. Just show you how dumb she is. She came on the BBC to be grilled on BBC America, which is kind of a lightweight show compared to new. You know what's that? Newsweek or Newsnight or whatever that one new, show is. That news new, once a week yeah. on Fridays, yeah. where they grill everybody. But she gets grilled, and I have a, I have some three clips of her failing to answer the questions and and using all kinds of weasel words political weasel, word, weasel words like w- let me say this to
2: you kind of thing <laughs> oh and, i love that yeah believe okay, me now hear okay. me now believe me later
6: because and for more on those critical numbers i spoke to one of the key people trying to get america back to work
2: he oh was- wait a minute now i understand she's getting us back to work oh th- you should have told me that Yes, yeah, she's
1: getting. I want to mention something by the way. They, the, I don't understand why the news media doesn't say this. Because of attrition and population growth, to break even in the job market, in other words, to actually add jobs, we have to increase employment by a hundred and fifty thousand people every month. When you go eighty, that means we've lost, we've lost jobs. Actually, lost Having jobs. Having eighty thousand yeah. yeah. is not a positive it's a negative but no, no it's no, called adding moving in the right direction adding jobs
2: is what that's called adding jobs
6: labor secretary hilda solis solis <laughs> secretary solis thank you very much indeed for joining me thank you it's pretty bad isn't it i mean <laughs> yeah. can we admit that the economy is not going as well as anyone would have hoped at this stage
7: I would just say that it is, uh, it's is—it's still trending up, and I would say that because we added 80,000 jobs. If it was below the line, then yes, I would say yes, we do have a big problem. But for 28 months, we've seen 4.4 million private sector jobs. When we lost 8 million, people have to be reminded this is a tough, tough uh, recovery that we're through. We still don't have the full cooperation of members of Congress that we need. Just last week, finally, the White House and the Congress, they all agreed that we need to get a bill done on infrastructure for transportation that will create Ugh. a million jobs.
2: Wow! She's married to uh, Sam Sayad, who owns Sayad's Automobile Repair Center. <laughs> it's honest Sam. Come on, man! This, be- this is the
1: best we can do in this country for sh- Secretary of Labor. All these, you know, there's a, academics are better than this. I mean, there's, a, there's there's scions of business that could do this. We ha- and we come up with this idiot woman there's- who is a. Yeah, play clip 2 and you can see you can see where she's going she never answers any questions but there's got to be a reason she's talking about got to be a reason for has this she's clueless she's a
6: moron 8 million 8.8 8 million in fact mm-hmm. lost during the recession yes. you've you've replaced less than half of them you're running out of time
7: well i would tell you that the the uh, trajectory that we're on i believe is the right is the right amount because you don't want to see too many things cut out. You have to be uh, prudent in what you spend your money on, but you also have to be more strategic where you put that money. So, looking at new sectors, we're looking at healthcare industry, for example, manufacturing, IT, all these areas that we know are going to be growing out, and particularly energy, renewable energy.
2: You know, she was a congresswoman. Yeah.
7: And, and, and,
1: and by the way, renewable energy, we've got to go... We've got more of these scams that Obama's already... T- well, I don't know. He's taking a bath. He's paying off his buddies. Uh, yeah. Let me say this about that. Let me tell you what I think. Play, uh, you please know, it's just do. this whole... Okay, we'll finish it off, and then I have one other little side note. To, you want me to play the last clip? Yeah.
5: yeah.
6: But you say you're looking at these areas. The fact remains, the markets today are tanking. The economy is not growing fast enough.
7: You know, we have a lot of uh, factors that affect us, including happening in Europe, I can only look at what's happening here. And I can tell you that the Congress can work together to get things done if they so agree. And my hope is that because what I saw last week happening with just a transportation bill that's going to create jobs, that we can continue to do more of that. Yes, there's probably a lot of skepticism on the part of the other side of the aisle, but that's reasonable. We're in this political climate that we are. But I would say to you that the president has done much to make sure that we uh, keep a uh, College tuition low by reducing again <laughs> the interest rate on their loans, making sure that we make investments in, in areas that are really needed with young people and and our returning vets, making sure that we're opening up opportunities for them. But a to be lot hired. of them
6: are not getting the jobs they really
7: need. The well, underemployment
6: them. level is is really large. I well, mean, well, it's hovering
7: it, around fifteen percent. Actually, what's happened though is we've had to refight our programs and really look at how to focus in and make sure we get a good sense of what their skill sets are and to. Try Translate that into the marketplace because many employers don't understand the kind of work that these military folks were doing out in the field. So we have to trade, we have to change the coding, the credentialing, and make sure but, that that happens. But this is one yes. sector one, that you're yes. talking
6: about. Yes. Overall, the president is going into an election with a really awful economic state. When we started, what can he do in when the we time st- remaining? Well, I would
7: just say that when we started, uh, he inherited. Uh, you know, a, a catastrophe. I mean, who would have known that this was, would be such a hard, hard recession, almost like the Depression, and yet Bullshit. we're coming out of it.
2: <laughs> I, I figured it out. Her fa- she sounds like she's 12, by the way, which doesn't help. My Her father opinion. was a teamster in Mexico. She's a union girl.
1: Oh yeah, well, that, if you're a Democrat, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, I can see Man. that. But she's not
2: a union girl in that she's ever been in one. She's also the first Hispanic woman to serve in the U.S. cabinet, so that's your your biodiversity right there.
1: Yeah, she sounds yeah. she sounds like she's twelve. Uh, I will tell you. I will say to you, uh, <laughs> kind of thing. It's but, like but, but, okay. But, but, so you're gonna say, but well, why like, are you wasting my time with? I will tell you. I will say to you.
2: You're doing it now. I was just, only thing I was missing was her saying like. It's like, like, uh, well, it's, like, like, it's like, you know, know, it's,
1: it's, know, she sounds a little valuable. It's like sort of the president inherited a, like a d- disaster.
2: Like, uh, but
1: anyway, this is our Secretary of Labor, and people wonder why, you know, the Obama administration has put in these incompetent boneheads yeah. from stem to stern. Generally speaking, out of Chicago, I don't know really what the connection is with this
2: particular What could the Chicago connection Oh, you mean with this woman in Chicago? She, she, she didn't from Chicago. She's from California.
1: Yeah, I know. That's so why I say I don't see the Chicago connection with her. Well,
2: no, but California is, uh, that's where all the money comes from. Yeah, for, I guess. Uh, for Obama, but whatever
1: the case is. If the, if anybody thinks this is a good thing, they're and if you don't play yeah. along, you get killed. So, I'd say listen up, bitches. So meanwhile, yeah, uh, then talking about wasting money, not cu- creating any jobs whatsoever, uh, especially jobs that cr- that that are mid manufacturing, something that produces things, you know, that helps the economy along. Uh, yeah. I guess they've rammed through this idiotic bullet train
2: oh my god what is it what is it now is it 67 billion dollars for this thing
1: Here's the, just keep people up here's the clip
2: opponents are outraged but it is good news tonight for proponents of California's high speed rail line by a vote of 21 to 16 lawmakers in Sacramento approving the multi-billion dollar project it is the nation's first dedicated high speed rail line and it promises to connect LA to San Francisco analysts say the approval marks a major political victory for Governor Jerry Brown and the Obama administration both have promoted bullet train as both job generators and clean transportation alternatives.
0: The trains good, planes bad. Woo
2: That's right. Get on the train. Get on a train. <laughs> From history, will prove that it's not good when you hear someone say those words to you. <laughs> Don't get on the train. It's not going anywhere good. Okay, San Francisco, L.A. Who goes I mean There
1: are people That are going to LA And from San Francisco Already do it On the plane fine Yeah Bur, and uh, Oak, Oakland to
2: Burbank Is beautiful yeah, you cheaper. go to Burbank
1: and you're there and then you can go work in the in the Hollywood business or whatever you do. But <laughs> just to assume that this train is ever going to pay out and not be a huge loser. And, and by the way, they have nothing but roadblocks anyway. They were trying to run the thing through Palo Alto and everybody was up in arms. And so now they're going to route it out the middle of Manteca or someplace because no communities want this thing flying by their backyard. And so there's like a big, you know, so the thing's
2: going to zigzag all the way down to L.A. Uh, through the deserts. And what this is, of course, is a big, big, big government contract for Siemens. Uh, and we know, uh, you know, they got the remember we, we looked into all of that. The new CEO yeah. over at Siemens. He, you know, he's a shill. And of course, uh, Siemens is the exact same. Uh, this is why you need to look out for it. Siemens is the exact same company that brought Greece down to its knees. Because they took over all of the, the public transportation, built these huge rail stations and everything, all the stuff that just, and, you know, they got, what is it now? I think it's like th- two or three billion euros in bribes uh, Siemens yeah. gave to, yeah, billion yeah. G- gave to uh, the, the Greek government. I'm sure that there's bribes involved in this oh, piece of
1: crap. Yeah.
2: Oh, by the way. California the,
1: uh, state government? Sure. So, well, so, anyway, so this will break the state, uh, uh, which is, you know, been expected. And they will go bankrupt. They're little cities are going to, I mean, Stockton's going bankrupt. You know, they,
2: they put in the high-speed Ohio's rail. Done it. They put in the high-speed rail, the HSL, as it's known, uh, in the Netherlands. Uh, Gitmo Nation lowlands. Um, and in fact, the French always joke about Holland, saying Holland is the that uh, that train stop up in the north. And this thing goes from, uh, from Amsterdam all the way down. It doesn't go directly. I think you still have to interconnect to get to Paris, but you can go pretty far. Um, just billions and billions and billions thrown away. No one rides it. It's too expensive. It's still uh, unreliable. And this woman, Melanie Schultz, who's the, uh, the transportation minister, she's like, and, and by the way, it, you know, they're giving subsidies to the commercial companies that are now going, you know, that, that can't afford to run it. So it's just the whole thing. It doesn't work. People apparently either it's too expensive or what? They just don't care. They don't want to go to Paris. I don't know what it is, but it's, these things don't seem to work out well. They really don't. <laughs>
1: they don't. I think there's only one line of all the high-speed rails in the entire world that, that turn a profit. And the, I've seen, I've taken the high-speed trains throughout Europe. I've taken the ICE in Germany, which is a high-speed train. Yeah. And it, uh, I was went from, a couple of times I've taken, because I like the ride, actually, from, uh, but I'm an idiot. Because I, I going, went from Hanover all the way down to Zagreb. Uh, wow! On the uh, and the high speed rail takes me to uh, I think. Uh, Munich or Slovenia then I have to get on a clunker but whatever the case is the high speed rail down Germany to get from one town to another is like 8 hours or 6 hours wow. it's a long ride it's a big country keep, everyone in Germany says why are you taking this <laughs> take the plane take, fly it's so much faster you'll be there in an hour and a half
2: Yeah, get on the Autobahn and enjoy racing or something at least you, you can have some fun
1: But so I t- I've taken that train I've been on the tallies Mm-hmm. Which is the yeah, one on the that Talies,
2: yeah. comes out of uh,
1: uh, Holland that goes through Cologne, mm-hmm. and it, it's just a clunker because the rails aren't set up for it. So the thing is ambling along at like forty-five miles an hour until you get to the French border, and then the thing kicks it in, and then you get yeah. to Paris pretty quickly, which is kind of interesting. And I've been on the TGV, and I've been on, uh, I've been on that piece of crap in Sta- in Sweden. The two thousand or whatever that thing is called—it's a uh, one of those high-speed rails that uses conventional tracks, but then the train shifts back and forth real fast, you know, to kind of balance itself. So, it can John, John,
2: a little too much into the train thing, perhaps? You're a little. I like trains. Yeah, clearly.
1: So this Stockholm train, which I blogged about, <laughs> will make you sick as a dog if you stand up.
2: All right, I gotta move. I gotta move you slowly away from the trains.
1: Okay. Well, anyway, I'm just a little annoyed by this
2: thing. So the Greek Prime Minister was sworn in, the new Greek Greek Prime Minister, and um, th- that's done with. Uh, you know, they get a whole bunch of those Orthodox dudes, and they have to touch the piece of wood. It's like a very interesting process. I watched this, and uh, so he gave his first speech. And what do you think he's going to do first out of the gate? What do you think he's going to do? Renege on the debt. Oh no, it's much better than that. Oh, good. Uh, this goes right back to the movie, the documentary. I've put it in the show notes again. Uh, 424.nashownotes.com. The documentary is called Katastroika. The
4: most unenviable job in European politics, running the Eurozone's weakest. But today, Anthony Samaras told Parliament how he intends to succeed. Inside the chamber, a spot of Greek tradition for the new Prime Minister laid out his program. <laughs>
2: People get screwed. Yeah, this is Russia too. Yeah, this is exactly what it is. Hey, you know, it is clear. We've got to privatize everything. Yeah, sell it. It's cheap. And yeah, this is, to our buddies. Yeah, this is the GTZ uh, corporation we talked about in the last episode. These are the guys who did it in Russia. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, did it in East Germany. When, uh, after the unification, they bought everything up, sold it cheap. You know, dimes on the dollar. And they're doing it again. And now it's Greece. Uh, where is the analysis I ask where is someone saying let me look and see how that worked out for other places in the world no no the Greeks then I feel bad but they they need to they need to get out there this is forget actually the he's saying let's uh, delay uh, paying back for two years that's what he's asking for this is not I think I don't think it's even reported at all here I had to get this out of European press uh, but he's saying, hey, look, uh, let us slide. We got $237 billion. Uh Let us slide for two years. And, uh, oh, yeah, I'll sell you boardwalk and uh, all these other great park little... Place. Park plays. all these other great little things I have here cheap. And I got hotels on them. It's disgusting. Of course, this is uh, obviously, uh, you know... This guy turns out to be a shill, and we have Mr. Euro now as the new finance minister after the elected, uh, or the finance minister from the elected party, uh, uh, got ab- abdominal cramps. <laughs> I don't feel so good. I think I can't be in the government anymore. I'm out of here. That and uh, uh, that 9 millimeter pointed at my head all the time. Yeah, let this guy come in. The guy who actually brought Greece into the Euro. Oh... No. Sorry I mean, there. The
1: Greeks would like to talk their politics in the cafes 24-7, so it'll be interesting to see how the public reacts to this in the long haul. I'm sure the rioting will continue. It better. That's the only thing left for
2: them. Uh, thanks Another thing our...
1: that's not reported, by yeah. the way, is the, yeah. the, the sheer amount of rioting
2: taking place in Europe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. Let's uh, thank uh, our... Pro- we have. Oh, I see we have a ooh, nice executive producer coming in today.
1: Yes, and of course you would bring this up just as I failed to log
2: in. That's okay, uh, because uh, in cases like this, I have a jingle. We
0: suck. Wah, 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 wah. Did
1: Before I cover you? I, <laughs> I do have some filler material, and as I'm logging in, we can play. More, more filler. Manning Part 1.
2: Oh. Master Manning. <laughs> Hold on. Manning. I don't see Manning Part 1. It's the one. What does this list say? It says Manning finale, Manning on Fox, Manning part three, Manning tea party, Manning on Fox. Oh, that sounds so much like Manning 1, doesn't it?
0: Well, you're not looking at the whole thing. And when Fox News saw the millions that came down to the 9-10 September 2009 Tea Party rally, they immediately jumped on board because they recognized that the Tea Party had reached critical mass in terms of the number of people that were supporting it, so they began to support the Tea Party. But the other thing that happened at Fox News and some of the Roger Ailes and Rupert Murdoch were also negotiating with is that after the election, uh, the rule came down. You speak ill against Obama, you lose your license. You speak ill against Obama, you lose all your advertising. (laughs) And so Fox News then cut a deal to get rid of Fox News' most outspoken speaker of Obama in Glenn Beck. Oh, Glenn took Beck. took about eight, nine months to get it done. They got rid of him. They toned down uh, Sarah Palin, and they pumped up Bill O'Reilly, who is a sellout. Bill O'Reilly is a whore from the word go. Bill O'Reilly and Obama's <laughs> father are both in-heat whores. You offer Bill O'Reilly <laughs> money, he don't care. He'll take it. And he began to pump up and support Obama. So putting the other mistake was, in addition to putting your trust in the Tea Party, people began to put their trust in Fox News. But Fox News had already sold out to quietly support Obama, and they sent the big gun of Bill O'Reilly out there to shoot down the birth certificate and call all the birthers whack jobs, loons, crazies, and (laughs) racists. And night after night... Night after night on the Fox show, whatever it's called, Bill O'Reilly, de facto (laughs) O'Reilly, he shot down birthers, called them crazies, called them loons, until finally anybody who came on Fox News was afraid to even mention the birth certificate. And that wasn't all. O'Reilly then stepped up and said, I've seen the birth certificate. (laughs) I personally have seen that. So shut up. (laughs) Shut up about Obama's eligibility. And so Fox News sold out. But still people, knowing that they have been cheated by Fox News, turn on Fox News every day. I don't understand that. I don't understand it. Is it the Stockholm Syndrome where you actually take part in your own destruction? I mean, I consider Fox News uh, the, the, the new Charles Manson and the Manson followers, no matter what he did, Stab Sharon's tate in the stomach with a knife, <laughs> though she's pregnant, Rape and robbed and pilfer. I, I see people who watch Fox News as followers of Charles Manson, because Fox News has sold out. Go ahead now and whoop the dung head media.
1: <laughs> okay, it's good. Okay, hey, so we. Hey. I love that guy. <laughs> he's better wait till you hear the finale
2: <laughs> oh wow you know why why did we even tape uh, uh, two episodes for when i'm getting married just run this guy's show
1: yeah well this this i had to cut this down from about an hour Wow, well, that anything. is the
2: problem That's, yeah that is the problem quite,
1: yeah he's very long yeah. so anyway but we do uh, talk, uh, people that listen to our show of course we're, we're not fox news we haven't sold out and so we have uh people that Contribute and help produce the shows. In the, we
2: also don't go around the country uh, collecting hundred thousand dollar in speaking fees. You know, we don't have hookers and blow and all that stuff. But yeah, we haven't we, sold we out. Wish yeah, we have not sold out.
1: So Richard in Tasmania came in as our. He'll be our executive producer for show four two four with uh, one thousand forty eighties and he's, in, he's wow. uh, To make it on the night list. Refer to me as Richard from Tasmania's 848 for general show $200 for a wedding present. I wow. figure cash is the best gift. Please give Julia Gillard and Kevin Rudd a double douchebag. Okay. Douchebag.
2: <laughs> douchebag.
1: <laughs> for implementing a policy that has led to 800 illegal immigrants drowning at sea in four years. <laughs> wow. It's been a couple of years since I last donated, I'd like to give Julia, Prime Minister of Australia, and Kevin Rudd, former... Oh, he just... just, The the double douche, yeah. From now on, they should be called the Prime Douche of Australia. (laughs) Two weeks ago, she introduced legislation in Parliament to fix the illegal immigrant problem that she knew would not pass. Since that time, there have been three more rescues at sea. The Prime Douche refuses to take action to halt this illegal and immoral trade. Then last week, there was news that South Korea wanted to resume hunting whales, and there was an immediate and concerted push by the government to save the whales. Save the she whales! And the, she and the government, uh, Australia, value the whales above the lives of humans. <laughs> Douches!
2: <laughs> I, think, I think we need to call every prime minister the prime douche. I think that's a... The prime douche. In fact, that, that sounds like a lovely product. Are and, you, do you have uh, that not-so-fresh so feeling? Time for O.K. your prime douche. I'm sorry. Rich will be our guy. Nice. Uh, we
1: then we have a, a three associate executive producers, Anonymous in Dallas. People don't want to name themselves, 250 bucks uh, from Anonymous in Dallas. Right down the road. Waving to you. Yep. Uh, Bernie Atima or Atima, Atima and Hinton, in Iowa, two twenty. Thanks for all the work you guys do in the best podcast in the universe. My sub son David Atima and his fiance Rose Soak donated for my birthday on July 5th and he called out his brother John Atima as a douchebag. In John's defense, his propagation of the formula is the reason that we are listening. So I'm adding $20 for his de-douching. <laughs> Adam correctly pronounced my last name. Uh, Atima, see? Atima. It's Atima.
2: Yeah, Atima.
1: All four of my grandparents come from Holland. Oh.
2: <laughs> there you I go. I want to
1: thank David and Roy. Okay, by Bernie Atima. Okay. Uh I'm donating two hundred dollars for them to be co producers, uh, David and Rose, uh, and wish them a happy birthday uh for June twenty sixth and thirtieth. Please give them a birthday shout out. Also making a separate donation to start my knighthood. We're all Christian, so no is needed, but I would appreciate a combo hey citizen, Whip them with the constitution and in the morning
2: yeah.
1: uh God blessings to Adam and Ms. Mickey on their wedding and future together thanks again John and Adam here so many more years Bernie oh, oh
2: that's very kind thank you so much Bernie Iowa. and we'll have to add a deducing at the end there so here we go Hey citizen
0: now get out there and whoop Obama's behind
7: <laughs> You've been deduced.
1: Long road to Tipperary. David Beerson, Altoona, Iowa. We had two Iowans in uh, today. That's nice. If you read this aloud, admit, yeah, well, I didn't admit his last name, but that's okay. It's a drunken donation. I wonder if he's really drunk here. I was on... Okay, let's try it. I was on a $5 per month, 200 payment night program <laughs> But I have to step it up to make night before the end of the year. I had my first multiple sclerosis attack a year ago, and I've had to go through massive amounts of steroids and physical therapy to regain the ability to walk again and go through the day without wait- wetting myself. Hold
2: on, hold on, John. You got Now, let's do it properly. Do, a, do an MS drunk donation. You're, you're like way too I good. I can't do MS. I don't know what that's <laughs> like. It's You're just in pain. It's not good is what it is. Now I
1: pay Merck my pound of flesh a month Ugh. for an injection. To hope avoiding a relapse, MS is the worst thing. I yeah, need some huntsman sucks. karma to keep you guys going for at least two days a week, so I have something to listen to. I'm at the gym. Hopefully, not peeing in the
2: pool. <laughs> oh, God. oh man, it comes to that MS fucker again. He's gonna pee in the pool. No. Oh, wow, man. Keep him out. Yeah, well, definitely. You need some karma, my friend. Wow.
3: You've got. Karma. I, f- I find it
2: oftentimes just best to laugh along with these people when they make jokes like that. It's, well, yeah. It's well, the easiest to way. to with it. It's yeah. like
1: their problem that uh, they're, just, they're, you know, I'm sure he's shaking his head with some of these miserable situations that occur to him. But MS is terrible.
2: Yeah. It's a shitty disease.
1: It's terrible. And it's just apparently the most, one of the most painful experiences you can have. It's your uh, body's essentially uh, shutting down. Fail, well it's, it's going against itself yeah. it's,
2: <laughs> ah, okay. those
1: are our uh, executive producers for show 424 I want to thank all of them uh, executive and associate executives and we do do a nighting or so coming up and uh, remind people that even though we're doing a, a well it's not really clip shows these are these are actually produced shows coming up we, we won't be live though uh, we still need uh, your support so go to Dvorak.org slash nachanneldvorak.com Slash NA, noagendashow.com and noagendanation.com, where there's a donate button you can push. And uh, we
2: appreciate all the help that we get on a show by show basis. Yes, and thanks again to our executive uh, producer, Richard in Tasmania, and our associate executive producers, Anonymous, uh, Bernie Atama, and uh, David uh, in uh, Iowa. Uh, these are, of course, official credits. You can, uh, you can take that to the bank, but you can actually have us uh, vouch for you if anyone questions the validity of these things. And uh, an art credit goes to Martin J.J. for the uh, artwork that he put together for the previous episode of No Agenda 423. Thank you so much. And yes, indeed, do remember to go to
0: org slash N.A. Of course, you can always do this. Our formula is this. We go out. We hit people in the mouth. Water. Water. All right, little kid, it's your turn again. Shut Shut up. <laughs> I love that kid.
2: <laughs> I do. <laughs> hey, baby Bubba. So there's, uh, I mean, I'm, hey, baby Bubba, to the rhythm of the boogity beat. There's a... Uh, what, what song was that from? Come on. Uh, I know this song, too. I said a hip hop, the hibbit, the hibbit to the hip hip hop. You don't stop a rock into the bang, bang boogie. Up jump the boogie to the rhythm of the boogie de beat. Right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it. You, that's you it. remember the lyrics to that song. <gasps> I know all 17 minutes of it. It's one of those things. What's the name of it? It's uh, Rapper's Delight, Sugar Hill Gang. Oh, right. So we have a new term uh, and a very, very awesome term. A lot they're coming it from all directions, and only people on the no, Agenda, the listeners and producers of the No Agenda show will actually understand what all of this means. And it's going to be a tough one. So you know, this is for your knowledge if you want to go against people who really think they know what they're talking about. It's going to be tough, and you're going to look be looked at as a total a hole. But the term is internet freedom. Yes. The uh, Human Rights Council, if you read the uh, reports, backs Internet freedom. Internet access is a human right, says United Nations. Now, we've talked about human rights here many times on the program. I will refer you once again uh, to the professor from Columbia, who I spoke with on the big book show, his, his book about the history of human rights. I'll put that in the show notes again. And uh, Lucifer Hillary Clinton, of course, is right out front there saying, oh, this is fantastic. Here's the statement from uh, the uh, State department. Let me see. The United Nations was proud to work with its main sponsor, Sweden. Uh, This outcome is momentous for the Human Rights Council. This is uh, U.S. Ambassador Eileen Chamberlain. Everyone just loves Internet freedom, Internet freedom, Internet freedom. Now, if uh, you're familiar with the doublespeak, then you know that uh, Internet freedom will mean anything but freedom. Now, what's interesting is while this came out, and I'll discuss this document in a moment, Ron and Rand Paul came out with their own... Uh, uh, in- interesting how the press turned this around. The headlines pretty much read, Ron and Rand Paul come out with a manifesto, which, of course, uh, is code for you're a kook. Because, you know, no one comes out with a manifesto unless you're going to kill people. You know, Uh, and and technically it's called the technology, the technology revolution, a campaign for liberty manifesto. And uh, uh, this is being pretty much universally panned by the people who have been fooled by the term net neutrality. And um, what uh, Ron and Rand Paul are saying in this document and. Unlike other podcasts who say, I've read the documents. I've read the documents and I've also highlighted the relevant pieces and we make them available so you can read the documents for yourself instead of being told on other podcasts, Go Google it for yourself. No, no. We actually have the documents. Uh, You have another guy there with you? Yeah, yeah.
0: I love the the documents. Go ahead and Google them for yourself.
2: (laughs) Technology revolutionaries succeed because of the decentralized nature of the Internet, which defies government control. Ironically, just as decentralization has unleashed the potential for free markets and individual freedom on a global scale, collectivist special interests, and governments worldwide are now tirelessly pushing for more centralized control of the Internet and technology. <coughs> and here is uh, the key piece in the Ron Rand Paul uh, quote manifesto. Net neutrality means government acting as an arbiter and enforcer of what it deems to be neutral. Our, uh, now, that's the that's the key point here. And just uh, it, I put several links in the show notes. I just got tired of collecting them. If you go around and look, you'll see that everyone is saying, Oh, man, these guys are kooks. They got it all wrong. Net neutrality is good. And it is all code, and I think we've discussed that before. But now let's look at the Human Rights Council Internet Freedom uh, Resolution. It's a a two-pager, very, very short, uh, but the devil, as always, is in the details. Um, It has all the countries listed uh, who have signed on, and the key line, the promotion, protection, and enjoyment of human rights on the Internet. And uh, then they have uh, guided by the Charter of the United Nations, reaffirming the human rights and fundamental freedoms, recalling, ah, oh, recalling, this is where I always start to like, oh, let me take a look here, recalling all relevant resolutions of the Commission on Human Rights and the Human Rights Council on the right to freedom of opinion and expression, in particular, Council Resolution 1216 of 2 October 2009, and also recalling General Assembly Resolution 66184 of the 22nd of December 2011. So what do I do as your government legislation analyst? I went and found these documents that's referenced, because this is what they always do. The headline is, Human Rights on the Internet. We're all free. Internet freedom, it's all going to be great. You get free, free, free. It's all going to be perfect. You can do whatever you want. So then uh, I open up uh, United Nations uh, Human Rights Council 1216, uh, and this is... The Freedom of Opinion and Expressions Agreement that we have signed on to and ratified as uh, the United States of Gitmo Nation. Uh, and this is all about uh, the freedom to express yourself, recognizing that the exercise of the right to freedom of opinion and expression is one of the essential foundations of a democratic society. is enabled by a democratic environment which offers inter alia, guarantees for its protection, essential to full and effective participation in free and democratic society, blah, 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 blah. And of course, uh, all over all these documents, deeply concerned that violations of the right to freedom of opinion and expression continue to occur, including increased attacks directed against and killings of journalists and media workers and stressing the need to ensure greater protection for all media professionals and for journalistic sources. And I'd like to go on the record right now saying that, John, you and I are probably not going to be considered uh, journalists and or media workers, uh, workers, workers, we're not media workers. What's a media worker? Well, whatever it is, it's not us. So here's what's interesting. Uh, uh, here is the the key part. Uh, this is Article Four of this uh, resolution. And here's when it comes to free speech. So this is internet freedom. Here's what you will not be allowed to do in your internet freedom incidents of racial and religious intolerance 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 ladies and gentlemen this is define that for me discrimination and related violence of course as well as of negative racial and religious stereotyping so you can't say uh, islamic terrorist uh, condemnation of any advocacy of national, racial, racial or religious hatred that constitutes incitement to discrimination, so you can't even
1: incite...
2: (laughs) (laughs) I knew you'd love it. How's that freedom of speech? It's not. That's why it's called Internet Freedom. It gets better. Let me read that line again. Any advocacy of national, racial, or religious hatred that constitutes incitement... To discrimination, hey man, he incited me to discriminate. It's his fault. Hostility or violence that includes it. you suck. Yes, exactly, exactly. You want to hear more? Because there's more to it. Oh yeah, yeah. There's more to it. Um, here it is. Let's see. While monitoring, ah, here uh, it's it's also beautifully marked in this as well. Uh, The International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights provides that the exercise of the right to freedom of opinion and expression carries with it special duties and responsibilities. Okay, let's see what these are. Oh, here it is. Cool. So you have full respect for the freedom to seek, receive, and impart information. Okay, that's all good. However, however... You cannot uh, participate in racism, racial discrimination, xenophobia, and related intolerance to preventing human rights abuses. So you can't be intolerant to preventing human rights abuses. So if I say, hey, don't go and bomb Syria, I am now officially breaking law because I'm intolerant towards prevention of human rights abuses. hmm You may also not promote certain uh, false images and negative stereotypes of vulnerable individuals or groups of individuals, and uh, may not use information communication technologies such as Internet for Purposes contrary to respect for human rights, in particular to the perpetration perpetration of violence. Perpetuation. No, it says perpetration perpetration.
1: That's what the word should they got they fucked it, it
2: up. It says perpetration. P E R perpetration Maybe there's a word perpetration. I've never heard of it. It says perpetration. Okay. All right. So that's uh, the first document. Now it, re- it refers to the second document which is United Nations Human Rights Council 66184 uh, information and Communic- communication technologies for development. And this is a very interesting document because this leads us to The next stepping stone, Um, taking note of the broadband targets for 2015 established by the commission at its broadband leadership summit. Wow, John, we I must have lost my invite in the mail. Uh, Which set targets for making broadband policy universal and for increasing affordability and broadband uptake towards the attainment of the internationally agreed development goals. Including the Millennium Development Goals to ensure that the potential of broadband connectivity and content are at the service of development. So what this is doing is saying, all right, we're, and we're doing this here. We have the broadband bill, which the president signed into law. The government now is at least co-owner of the broadband pipes. And this is exactly what Ron and Rand Paul are, um, uh, are warning against. And here it is, the importance of the Internet Governance Forum and its mandate as a multi-stakeholder for dialogue in various matters, including public policy issues related to key elements of Internet governance. There you go. Internet freedom is Internet governance. And we can, <laughs> yes, and you can... That's a, a good one. You you
1: had you did, took a lot of... Uh, it's a little long. You could have cut it shorter, but I think you beat, made your
2: point. It's bullshit. So you can actually go to this uh, Internet uh, internet governance uh, website. Uh, let me just give you the URL for a second. Intgovforum.org. And uh, right there, it'll tell you everything that they're going to be doing. Uh, aims, uh, creating a distinct website for dynamic coalition. Oh, well, wow, that's a stupid one. Uh, to commission white papers uh, on the various distinct legal challenges surrounding social media. Hello, they're going to regulate social media, whatever that is. This is this is internet governance, ladies and gentlemen, and it's hidden under the guise of internet freedom and net neutrality. And all those douchebags on tech shows are buying it. Of course. And and worse, the same people are saying Ron Paul and Rand Paul are idiots because of their manifesto. I have to agree. They presented like idiots. These guys need the Curry-Devorak Consulting Group immediately. They do not. They're doing it all wrong in presenting. The word manifesto should have never been brought into the the conversation. Are they stupid? Are they totally idiotically (laughs) stupid? Even though they're right. And, And I'm thinking, John, the only thing we can do remember how the Internet started? Remember, let me just take you back. The Internet started with using the existing phone line system with modems. And then you had a guy, you know, my first ISP was panics.com, P-A-N-I-X. And the guy had like, you know, some like sun machine and a bunch of modems attached to it. And, you know, you literally had like an after an hour, your modem would get kicked off because you were hogging the network. And, uh, and he had a, a frame relay line. You know, these were telephone lines. We built it on top of everything. And somehow it's gotten down to, you know, now we have, of course, because of the way that uh, the government is already regulating uh, cable and, uh, and telephone, this is why we're in this predicament. I-, I can predict for you right now that the free Internet, the true free Internet, is going to have to run on 56K modems again. There's no other way we can do it. And I have a question for you. Has the technology since the days of 56K modems improved that we can get more throughput on a regular phone line? Well, what you do. Uh, I, know yeah. you, I know you can multiply. I could order five phone lines and I could multiplex and then I right. could have the equivalent. You bond. Yeah, you do bonding. Yeah, multiplexing, I think, is the technical and, term. And.
1: Um, if I'm not mistaken, the last technology, you could get up to 128 um, without having to use ISDN. I don't know. No. So but generally speaking, the modem technology has been, it's, well, who's going to work on it? You know, 56K is a lot, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, when it started it, off, the first modem I owned was- It's that, a lot. Hold on a second.
2: Can I just use that as the quote of the day? Yeah. 56K is a lot, man. That's like It is. It's a lot compared to
1: 300 <laughs> baud. <laughs> well, yeah, and there's that. <laughs> so it started off at 300 baud, and there was a variable modem. I can't remember the name of it, but it came out this, it would vary between 300 and 600 baud, and it took forever. Then the, you had the 1,200 baud modem, and that was the big deal. And then it jumped, uh, they had some tricks to make it jump to 24. And then there was the 9600 baud modem, which was the biggest deal ever. Yeah. And then it things kind of stabilized. And that actually got the bulletin board scene and all these things yeah. really going yeah. full tilt. Yeah. And then uh, then we came up with some of these tricks to really jack it up. But
2: it's, uh, you know, not quite the same as Ethernet. Uh, no, but, you know, if if we have to remain free of internet freedom you know i'm i'm i am I still have some my 56k modem I'm, you know aol i'd say go long on aol stock they got they, <laughs> <laughs> i think they've dropped all those those numbers really fools know. they're double idiots because they are it's, double it's idiots. gonna come back people are gonna want 56k you know, modems I, was, again
1: you know the problem that i've had with technology i've written about this is that i don't think i could get a uh, a modem to work anymore I mean, I, I mean, if I had all the, I, I just don't know. I need some software. I need some oh, modem yeah. software, and then I got to set it, and I, I got to change a bunch of settings. Laps, and laptops give it don't dot even, codes or yeah. some damn
2: thing. Laptops don't even come with uh, with a, a, a modem jack anymore. A phone yeah, jack. No,
1: I'd have to dig up an old, old laptop that but was RS running
2: <laughs> Windows ninety five, an
1: RS you know, two three uh, two plug. <laughs> I'm telling you, you can't. You know, that's the weird thing about it. You can't. You're screwed. I mean it's essentially it's like you put integrated circuits smaller and smaller and smaller. Now you can't
2: repair anything. Well, I think that there's a market here and it's going to be an underground market and people are going to be refurbishing modems.
1: You know, ham radio
2: operators that could probably be leading the way. Yeah. But I, I think it's going to be necessary. How else are we going to achieve true internet freedom? This is just crazy. And and the amount of the number of dipshits who are, you know, and I, I saw it all, you know, every CNET salon, everyone's like, you know, this is great. Internet freedom. It's now a human, right? What is the internet going to feed you? <laughs> it's now a human if it's raining, right. do you get under the internet and it, uh, and it keeps you dry? No, the only thing the internet, the internet freedom is going to do is not allow you to be intolerant towards human rights abuses. So we are technically, now that this has been signed off and ratified, in violation of this resolution. We are in violation of it because we do not agree on what is happening in Syria. So,
1: breaking the law. Well, luckily there's no enforcement mechanism in place yet. Yet. But that's just yet. Yet. Okay, well, that's enlightening. That was very, uh, very uh, depressing.
8: Well, Good but, but work. it's important. We work on
1: that. I would give you a clip of the day, but there's no clip involved. In besides that, I have the clip of the day. <sighs> well, I need it now, then. Hand it to me. <laughs> well, I'm not going to give you the, 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 the clip of the day, but I, but I think we should move along and play <laughs> Man Man and T- in <laughs> part two, the rant about the tea party. Uh,
2: <laughs> we have a theme. We have a theme today.
0: The tea yes. party's ineffective but yet people thought that they had the power you can see it they are not your friend and we have said this over and over and over again and the tea party congressional members are not your friend so trusting in this was a major mistake had you stayed With the ineligibility, the unconstitutional statement of a status of Obama, you would not be weeping today. You would not be wringing your hands today had you stayed with the issue that was the only issue, and that is the issue of Obama's ineligibility. And that even of itself uh, had a glimmer of a hope, but after the Tea Party slammed it, after Fox News slamming Now think for just a second how angry you get When you when you hear me But remember you're acting now Just like black people Because black people got flat out angry with me When I told them Obama was a slickster He was a pimp He was a long legged mac daddy He was a hustler He was a stealer of Dr. King's dream And he didn't care anything about black people Not only that but it wasn't black And black people got mad enough For me to two nails They were wrong Now you are wrong. You are wrong for following the Tea Party. You are wrong for following Fox News. You are wrong. You are wrong. (laughs) The Koch brothers benefits greatly from Obama. They're all now selling the same program and this new film out now demonstrate Obama being the son of Frank Marshall Davis ain't nothing but another move by Obama. You're dealing with the devil. You're not dealing with a human being. You're dealing with the son of Satan and he's got moves that you've never thought of. You're wrong. The problem is you're blind. You're, You're going to turn on Fox News as long as they tease you with the idea that they're against Obama. But if you were the executive producer and the editor of the news at Fox News, couldn't you put together a roster of of, of of uh announcers and news items that would destroy obama in a heart but you could even do that you know have enough you post up on your facebook page you post up on youtube information and if you were at Fox News you do the same thing that you're doing on your facebook page so you know Fox News is a damn sellout you know they could do better you know they could tell the truth because you do it and yet you give them a pass for not doing it What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? <laughs> the same thing with the Tea Party. The same thing. No Tea Party member of Congress will talk about the fact that we've got a criminal, the courts have been co-opted, and now they've been co-opted. And you know it. <laughs> you know it. You know it. So you're wrong. Uh, it's a bit long.
1: Yeah, that one I could have cut off when he gave it the Frank Davis thing. I, that you know, that was something that is always considering the Frank Davis that he was born to this guy as it was real dad is an Obama scheme, <laughs> the devil. That's even better.
0: You got to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, the next ones aren't that long. That one I could have cut right there because yeah. that's actually that was the interesting thing that he brought up, and I, you know, that's probably uh, an inter- That's a good take. That's a deconstruction. I liked it.
2: Okay. Uh, where do you want to go? Because uh, uh, while you were uh, laughing to Reverend Manning, I, I was doing some work. <laughs> if you don't mind. New world no, order. I,
1: wait, I mean, we could take a little break here
2: and go to some real Let's news. See. Oh well, no, 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 no. That's not the right balance. We okay. just, did, just did Manning. We got to we got to do something real. Um, do you remember we were listening to uh, the most powerful woman in the universe, Christine Lagarde? And uh, in that interview, and she was talking about how they were going to set the carbon uh, tax at twenty three dollars uh, a ton right, which now has is the exact amount that it has been set at by uh the prime douche the prime douche of australia uh the gillard it, so it is it, they're using the imf number this is this is no coincidence uh, and then there was a, in that discussion they talked about the article 4 report you recall that
1: yeah we did we discussed this in great detail
2: right so the article 4 report is basically the imf's report card the global banking report card where they can actually tell these countries some, what they have to do now the overall so the, so she had a pre, she held a press conference and the um, and the message was well the us economy is tepid which I just think is a is a wonderful word. It's tepid. Cuz I think you use the word tepid pretty much only with tea, don't you?
1: Uh yeah, it's, it refers to the temperature of water generally speaking. Uh yeah. lukewarm would be a synonym. I
2: think tepid is a little warmer than lukewarm.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I think it's colder. Really? Well, tepid, tepid has more implications than lukewarm, which is not a good word either. But you say you got a lukewarm reception or you got a tepid reception. I think lukewarm is more insulting to some people's way of thinking, but others who are more maybe highbrow might think tepid is a better word in this regard. I, I, I don't know. I think they're both the same.
2: Yeah, I'm looking at the definition: moderately warm or lukewarm. So it does seem like it's. Uh like it's an equivalent but it's a good word tepid tepid and so then so it's very short you know it's tepid well uh, and of course you know we have the fiscal cliff she actually used those words uh, which means the uh, the the tax uh, the expiration of the so-called Bush tax cuts for well, the rich. that and
1: a number of other things. There's a bunch of factors that take place. Not there's, I think there's three. I don't know what the three are, but the Bush tax cut is just one of them In January 1st, and that can be repealed easy enough. Sorry, the other you, two are a little more difficult. You have to say Bush tax cuts for the rich. Yeah, the Bush tax cuts <laughs> for the... There are also Bush tax cuts for everybody else, but yeah, for, for <laughs> the rich is what we have to say <laughs> c- to be politically correct.
2: Yes. Yeah, for the rich. But it's for everybody else, just so you know. And, uh, and then, of course, uh, the malaise in Europe, because now, of course, that's going to bring everything down, according to uh, Lagarde. Now, then we have uh, uh, the question and answer session. Very interesting, I found. And there's this one woman, girl, almost, I have to say girl, from, uh, I think, the China Financial Daily. Um, and if you have a chance to look at the video, of course, all of these are linked in the show notes, 424.nashownotes.com. She's smoking, she's hot. You know, because they they do swing the camera around, and she's—I mean, no, she's cute. She's really like, mm, she's kind of kind of cute. And she asked two questions, uh, which uh, the uh, the first one uh, I can't wait to to figure out, and the second one was just uh, interesting in uh, Lagarde's response.
3: I'm going to go with this lady right here. Thank you.
8: Thank you. My name is Mi Xiong, and I'm with China's 21st Century Business Herald.
2: Oh, yes. 21st Business Herald.
8: I have two questions. Um, The first one is, both of them about U.S. The first one is that recently there's a book coming out from the Peterson Institute written by a former IMF uh, deputy director from the research department where he lays out a scenario that in eight years, U.S. will end up to borrow money from the IMF. Under a similar crisis that the European countries are facing right now.
2: <laughs> Let me get this straight. So a guy who actually worked in the research search department, a director who, uh, you know, the people who put out these reports about things being tepid, uh, he's coming out with a book that says in eight years, it will be Europe. I think that's a decent question.
8: So in your discussions currently, have this uh, scenario ever come up with your uh, in your discussions? <laughs>
2: I don't know. Th- we never talk about that.
8: Um, the second question is that I understand IMF has made a great progress over the recent G20 summit regarding raising more contribution from member countries. However, U.S. Is not, uh, did not contribute in this round. And over the course of debate, even some American expert raised concerns about the fact that U.S. government decided to shy away from such responsibility. As the director, as the main director for IMF, what's your comment for, for U.S. in participation, non-participation in this round of contribution?
2: Now, I didn't know this. I didn't know that the, the I thought the G20 was to go and talk about politics, but it's not. It's like a cash call. So basically you have a big meeting and everyone brings their checkbook. I didn't realize that was, did you know that they did a, a, a round of finance, a finance round? Nope. Yeah. I this, did not. And I, and I certainly didn't know that. Well, that's probably why we didn't hear about it. Cause everyone's like shh, ABC news. Shh, quiet. We're not, we're not ponying up, man. We're not giving any money no,
1: at this point. They don't have to, they don't tell They're not telling the public anything about anything. But it's it's ridiculous. Also, it also
2: means that I guess if there's a cash call and we don't belly up, then uh, we have to dilute in our ownership. And that's the, I can't see it working any other way. So let's just listen to our answers briefly. Thanks.
9: You know, I, I look forward to reading this book, of course. <laughs> 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 but uh, I, I was asked, asked exactly the same question
2: <laughs>
9: last year in July. You know, when there was this raging debate about the debt ceiling. And uh, I was asked by one of your colleagues you know, is is the U.S. going to borrow from the IMF? Um, my response was, we wouldn't have enough uh, resources to lend. Uh, to the uh, United States of America mm-hmm. under any kind of program.
10: Yeah, um, there you
2: go. <laughs> There's your answer. Uh, it better not happen. Uh, she's not saying if it will or could, just like... Well, it's not going to happen anyway. We own the IMF. Well, I don't know because we don't have
1: enough... I we mean, did- technically, we own the World Bank and the IMF is a is a stooge party. Mm. But that's not, I'm not buying any of this. Some Chinese this is conspiracy horseshit. This makes the economic hitman work. We have to have all these things in place.
2: I have to say she was too cute to be taken serious as a, as a journalist for this stuff.
1: Well, she definitely got put down if you listen to that answer <laughs> Suddenly, Well, think? this is the exact
9: same question your colleague, <laughs> colleague yes. asked a year ago. You
2: conspiracy
9: wench. You but clearly that shows that that was a very far-fetched and very very hypothetical question uh, uh,
2: so you you suck basically far <laughs> you know, fetched and I'm very hypothetical you suck
9: I'm, i trust that the uh u.s authorities will have the uh the wisdom and the uh the sagacity Oh, another good
2: word sagacity yeah sagacity is a good word what does sagacity mean it means the intelligence, the,
1: the deep wisdom-based intelligence is what it means. Nice.
9: To choose the right policies and uh, and to avoid uh, the the obstacles, the hurdles, and the uh, the traps uh, that traps. Uh, are facing any economy in the in the course of things. Yeah. Um, your second point about the uh, the contributions. Uh, first of all, I'm I'm very pleased and very grateful uh, to all those who contributed. That we could actually increase the resources of the fund by 456 billion dollars mm. by way of bilateral loans.
2: Bilateral loans.
9: Hmm. Principle of bilateral loans is that they are voluntary. Whoever wants to participate participates. There you go. I, Just I, like venture capital.
2: Yeah, we're smart. Obviously, we were smart. We're screwing the other investors. I think that's what that's what the, the message is there. It's idiots. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. All right, I'll, I'll take down there too. Uh... And now
1: back to real news. Okay, so, so uh, you know, this is going to be my last attempt at this, by the way. You know, the cheap Indians who never who <laughs> listen to the show because they all speak English and many of them are in India. I'm a sure some of them don't care. We've tried to cater to them. Yeah. To so get, now I've got one more support. shot at this with another Holly or another Bollywood premiere, another movie coming out, and they this time they list all the names of all the famous actors and actresses in India. Uh, I'm sure you've heard of all of them, mm-hmm. uh, and, and then to, to pr- promote this new movie. And I just thought we'd just run this thing. I was like, I did cut it down a little bit, but I just thought we'd run it to show the Indians that we care about what's going on in Bollywood.
8: Bollywood's madhouse is back. The king of slapstick comedy takes cine fans on a laugh ride this weekend with his new release. Take a look.
11: They tickled the funny bone with some greatest comedies of recent times. They brought the adrenaline rushing with one of the biggest action films last year. Now this team is back to doing what they are best at with Bol Bachchan. Director Rohit Shetty brings in yet another romantic comedy with his favorite actors Ajay Devgan and Abhishek Bachchan. The filmmaker held a special screening for close friends and family in entertainment capital, Mumbai, late on Thursday. Iconic actor Amitabh Bachchan was the first to come to chair for his son, Abhishek. Leading lady Prachi Desai was all smiles as they trooped in with sister-in-law Tanisha
9: Mukherjee.
11: Actors Sunil Shetty, Nikhil Divedi and Arjan Bajwa also came to wish their friends. Rohit made sure to invite fellow filmmakers Rajkumar Hirani, Sajid Khan, Ashutosh Gwarikar, Rohan Sippy, and Prakash Shah.
2: What uh, channel do you get this off of? Because I, <laughs> I, I need to set my DVR for this. What uh, what, what channel is this on? I uh, couldn't
1: Sippy? understand a word
2: he said. I heard that Mumbai is the, the entertainment, entertainment capi- capital. Yeah, I heard that part. <laughs> the entertainment capital of Mumbai. Is this Bollywood Tonight or something? Or? <laughs> Bollywood <tonight. laughs> Where did you get this from?
1: This is the South, this South Asian news. It's one of the, these foreign operations that I've been listening to recently. Wow. And, the, and, and, they, do and a, they do a news, a, a Bollywood news segment, which seems to be the most interesting thing of the whole. And it's just extremely, it's just as much like any of these junk that we put, promote in our country. You know, where they just show p- pictures of celebrities I've, you've never heard of. And then they name them and they go on and on about how
2: great they are. And that's the, And that's the best you could do?
1: Yeah, that was that was top drawer.
2: <laughs> wow, wow, yeah, that's really Since good. It's up, we do have a Bieber got busted. No, 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 no. Bieber got busted. He drives a Fisker. I don't care. We have people whose whose time is valuable. <laughs> Let's talk about the new president of Mexico. He was interviewed. Uh, uh, he insists on speaking Spanish in his interview, which. Uh, is interesting by itself. Yeah, since he speaks perfect English. He speaks perfect English. Um, you know, uh, of course, uh, the State Department, uh, Lucifer Hillary Clippity clop Clinton, as lo- along with uh, President Obama, have all congratulated him uh, because uh, he's very important in, uh, I think, the supply chain. How Still, come they haven't congratulated Lincoln? Putin. What? what?
1: How come they didn't congratulate Putin?
2: Because uh, he hates us. Oh, okay, well, that's the reason. But we're in business, you see, with Mexico. And here's the proof.
7: Still, Peña
0: Nieto plans to continue many of his policies. He'll use the military to combat cartels. He'll increase the number of federal police.
2: But he notes this is not just Mexico's problem. What role oh. do you think the United States plays in the drug problems confronting your country? Yo creo que fue un papel fundamental.
1: I think it plays a fundamental role. It's clear the United States is the biggest consumer of illegal drugs. <laughs> this requires action by
2: both governments. <laughs> We're their best customer. That's what he's saying. We're the biggest consumer. Isn't that the same as customer? Yeah, what? customer. So this this means we got to keep it up. So what he's going to do cuz the
1: PRI is well, I mean they're the oldest of and uh, the longest uh running uh Political party in Mexico—they yeah. basically run things. So when they got booted out six or eight years ago, that's when they cut loose this cartel mess and the forty thousand dead yeah. and the murders and all the rest of it. Tear the crap out of the Mexican public to get the, these guys back in office. And now you watch the—you uh, watch those death numbers fall like a rock. The cartels will consolidate. Uh, there'll be no more. Uh, you'll be less and less talk about how dangerous Mexico is. This will take a couple of years. <laughs> Because yeah. there's still some guys that don't, won't, won't get the message. And the military, of course, has been involved in dealing with the cartels forever, but they, he made a point as he mentions it again. You watch this whole thing kind of die off, and then, of course, it won't change the, uh, uh anything. There's still going to be as much coke coming in and the rest of it uh, as more, ever. I, I think
2: more. More, more, more. Yeah, probably more. more. That's that'll be
1: the deal he cuts with the yes. Uh, cartels.
2: Yes, he's going yeah, like, to
1: expand the business. Stop you guys the killing. Stop this murdering. Stop crap.
2: the killing. And let's make it all look good. Everyone's going to look good, and of course, the the good news is uh, prices on coke and weed will go down. So I think it's a win win. And and the banks, it's <laughs> a total win 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 win.
1: <laughs> less deaths and more. Yeah. Uh, and you wait, know. and
2: the banks and the banks will uh, will get to launder more money. It's a win win win. Yeah, this is a this is a triple pl- I think this is you know, I hate it shouldn't be the way it is, uh, but I see it as very positive. Everyone gets their coke, everybody gets their weed. The banks get to launder their money. No people getting killed. What's the problem? You know, I've I've fallen into you should be totally
1: screwed up by legalizing or decriminalizing drugs, and that's exactly, why they won't do it
2: exactly. You know, uh, I, I don't know how it happened, but I got into Breaking Bad. Have you ever seen this uh, show?
1: Yeah, I saw the first episode, and then I watch it occasionally. It's actually a fascinating concept. You might want to explain the premise.
2: Yeah, so the concept is uh, this guy Walter White. Is, uh, he's a he's a chemist, and he his uh, former business partners screw him out of some you know fantastic money and opportunities. He was
1: he started off with the first episode. He started off <laughs> as a chemistry teacher in high school who got fired.
2: Well, but that's I'm giving the background. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll give the background. A little- is he's a genius. Then uh, he gets, well, he gets cancer. This is what happens. He gets lung cancer and he has to quit and he has to find a way to pay for his medical bills and, uh, in addition to that, to provide for his family. And so he falls into business with a former student of his who was a total f wad. and they start cooking crystal meth together. And so what's interesting is that uh, the fifth season of Breaking Bad starts July 15th and I found seasons one through three are on Netflix, uh, and I and I just I've been like just pigging out, just one goes by the way, you know, one after another. That's when a series is great. It's like boom, boom, boom. And you know, I'm just watching it like you know until three in the morning sometimes, and then I'm like, at the end of of season three, I'm like, oh. Is there another season? I'm, I'm hunting around. There's nothing on uh, nothing on Netflix. Ah, season four, which was uh, last year. You got to pay for that now. Nah, you see, you gotta $1.99 got to pay a dollar ninety nine an episode. They they did. It's like it, it's 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 such a in- interesting. You know, I'm hooked on the show about being hooked, and but it is fantastic. And if you want to, and I think it's probably pretty accurate in a lot of uh, uh, a lot of aspects about the drug trade, certainly with Mexico, etc. Uh, but anyway, I just wanted to say, it's a great show. I love that show. Well, I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. I don't watch anything else. There's nothing else on.
1: There's a lot of good stuff on
2: TV.
0: <laughs>
5: <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm going to show my salute by donating to no agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab.
1: We do have a few people we want to thank for helping us out on show four two four, and we'll and we'll name names. Yeah. Wayne Biblo, Calgary, Alberta, one hundred eighty five dollars and four cents. Keep up the good work. Started listening three months ago due to John's constant plugs on Twit.
4: <laughs> Please
1: send my four year old human resource some retroactive heart karma. Show underwent open heart surgery two wow. months ago. Pledged to make a donation before her surgery, but didn't get around to it in time. The promise of future karma worked. The surgery went perfect, and she's 100%. Oh, that's
2: beautiful. See, I love this. I love this. Good. Well, we'll give her
1: an extra.
3: We've got karma.
2: Thank you, Dwayne. Uh, Claudia
1: Gerber in Lisbon, Ohio. It uh, becomes a knight. A dame. Dame, sorry. $150. I don't know if she sent us a note. I'll, I'll look. I'll look while uh, you Mark Morley in Twickenham, Metal Se- Sex, UK. $106. Howdy, Citizen. I was going to ask her some employment karma for my brother, Adam. As he was currently recharging, but as we speak, his wife is hopefully having her appendix whisked out, so she needs some instead. Wow. He is a boner, but they have a one year old resource that needs looking after, so I don't think he's a douchebag. As he does propagate the formula when he can, I would like, I would have made the trip to Amsterdam. Uh, but I'll be in the south of France sipping Van Rouge on the veranda. <laughs> all the best
3: for
2: the wedding. Thanks yeah, for the you show. you may have made a wise choice there. I don't know. No.
3: You've got karma.
2: We do have producers coming from uh, Gitmo Nation East uh, and a lot of, of course, uh, Dutch producers, and we have a, a bachelor party at the, the supper club is throwing that for us, which is Oh, that's cool. going to
1: be the night before, and that's the one you're inviting all the no-agenda people to? The bachelor party?
2: okay, uh, Elise, ah, yeah, sorry, I didn't have anything uh, for Claudia, so I don't know what uh happening have,
1: there. yeah, well, actually Claudia Gerber, uh no, no, just a donation uh notice, so I don't know. Anyway, uh, Elise Healy in the Santa Clara, California, $100. My husband threatened to call me out since I won't let him listen to the show without me. <laughs> there you so go. That's a I'm woman. So for a de I've been listening with him for a few months now. It also love karma for the human resource we have due August 13th. Oh, so close. Thanks for being so entertaining and informative at the same time. Novel concept.
8: You've been
3: de You've got karma. And at least came with 100.
1: Uh, Scott Olson, 8888. 88. Eater, 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 eater. <laughs> no. That's what Adam will be.
2: No, I wouldn't arm. do that in the air.
1: Uh, l- donating a lucky number amount for Adam and Mickey's nuptials. huh? Congrats, Podfather. Uh, got lots of wedding photos taken next to short people. <laughs> when you get back from your honeymoon and break, your honeymoon and break, and break, break, yeah, it's a great show. A I like yeah. it. Two to the head, shut up, slave, karma shot. <laughs> Keep up the best podcast universe. <laughs> shut
3: up, slave. You've got karma. <laughs> Good combo.
1: Very unusual combination. Yes. Choo choo in Big Lake, Minnesota. Dun, da, da, da. 69.69. Woo hoo. It's Choo choo in the morning. Been a uh, a non-donating boner for far too long. I don't think I deserve a de-douching yet. However, I would like a plain old shard of karma. No complicated jingles needed. I also put myself in the 1212 plan for good measure. Thanks for doing what you do. Here is to the best.
3: podcast in the universe. You've got karma.
1: And keeping up with the good luck. <laughs> Scott Lowe in the Colony, Texas. That's right up the street from you. It is. 6969. Free Randy Blythe. Bice. Google it, bitches. He's being held in Prague for some total bullshit. There's no evidence that he contributed to the death of a fan that jumped off the stage and suffered a brain injury. Keep metal alive. Love you, John.
0: Keep metal alive. Okay.
1: Sir Guy Boazi. Boazie. Bo-A-Z, Bo-A-Z. Guy Boazie. Guy, Bo-A-Z. Guy, Bo-A-Z. Guy, Bo-A-Z. Guy Bo-A-Z. Sir Guy Boazi. Sir Guy Bo-A-Z. Hey, Boazie. <laughs> He's from uh, and Israel. He came in with... Sixty nine, sixty nine, Tel Aviv, Israel. Special sixty nine, sixty nine, karma to Mickey and Adam for their wedding.
2: No, oh, yeah, we'll take it and we'll
1: execute You've it. you got karma. Where's the visual? We don't think we need the visuals. Uh, Anonymous fifty seven, seventy seven, Francis Sheehy, Worcester, Mass. Fifty seven, sixty. I think Sheehy may have sent us a note. Oh, look, uh, Scott in fifty five, fifty Scott fifty five, fifty five parts unknown. Now, this is a Road Wolf, we'll faithful long-time listener from Niagara Falls. I guess it's not Parts Unknown. Wishing Mickey and Adam the best. If you guys weren't aware, the New York State is now illegal to install CCTV cameras unless you have an $8,000 certificate from the state. Yeah, this is but a... Long email complaining about this process.
2: This is crazy. So you have to be a certified... I guess you have to also install the certified cameras, which probably, I don't know, broadcast on a little secondary frequency. Uh, think, think about you know, that. Think about that. If you know, if if all CCTV cameras, you know, all these Wi-Fi things you install, if yeah. they all had to have by government regulation a back door or something, or report into the to echelon, whatever. Yeah. And thanks for installing it. <laughs> the government sitting there. Hey, another sucker. Thanks for that webcam.
1: Another sucker. Chris Ball in Chicago, Illinois, fifty-five fifty-five. ITM gentleman, just wanted to say thanks for all the hard work you do. I wish I could help out more. Unfortunately, I'm still job searching. To the boners out there, if I can donate, especially as an unemployed slave, you can too.
2: Exactly. Here's some job searching karma, my friend.
3: You've got karma. Even though he didn't ask for
2: it. And he was using the PayPal mobile app. (laughs) Yeah, it says right there in the spreadsheet, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it's weird. Hi, uh, hi, uh, hi, uh, hi, (laughs) Diosaron, D E O S A R A N. Diosaron,
2: Diosaron. Huh. Yeah, Coral
1: Springs, Florida, fifty dollars and one cent. John Tirada in Pasadena, California, uh, fifty dollars. Uh, hey, Adam this is all I can afford right now. Can you give me some job search karma? Oh, John, it's Mickey, M I C K Y.
3: <laughs> You've got karma.
1: No e. James Howard, Sir James Howard, Indianapolis, Indiana, uh, where they have, uh, which reminds me, I didn't get that clip, but there's a guy, the uh, idiot uh, congressman there is from Indiana, who's a Muslim from Indianapolis, had given this huge speech to the, uh, a Muslim group advocating turning the schools of the United States into madrasas because the way they teach Good idea. the madrasas is far superior. Let's go for it. I love it. Good idea. The, the Get in the
3: dress,
1: lady. Happy birthday, related, uh, belated birthday to Miss wow. Mickey. Yeah, you're, really right you're right on
2: time. You're right on time.
1: Early congratulations to Adam and Mickey and their eminent nuptials. <laughs> Please, best wishes for the future to you and both you and your families. Thank you
2: very much, James. Sir James.
1: Uh, Potter Geek Media. Cinnamonson, New Jersey. 50 a- 50. Hey, John and Adam, it's Sean the Taco Bell Slave. I'm drinking with my family at their beach house, and I wanted to make a drunk donation. Hey, hey, hey,
2: good. Jersey, Jersey, drunk, yeah, Jersey Adam, drunk, Jersey
1: drunk, Jersey drunk. I love the new Cantina Burrito. <laughs> it's delicious, but not healthy. We're getting Doritos Cool Ranch Tacos soon, and oh, can I get a douchebag for Warner Brothers for screwing the Harry Potter fans with their Wizards collection? I sold all my ultimate edition Potter movies and giving you some of the profit. You're welcome right now. I really miss my girlfriend, Kiara Rodriguez. Can you give her a science in the deducing karma? She needs it because her life is awful without my by her side. I love her and want only the best for her. And I want to have a fantastic wedding, you, Adam. I love you and John and enjoy the small
2: cash. Okay. Wait minute, what does he need here? He needs. Uh, I don't know. I can't uh, tell. You. Science He's a is for in. Start with the douchebag for Warner no, Brothers. Uh, douchebag for Warner Duke Brothers. Bag. And uh, here we go. The
8: science is in. You've been de douched You've
3: got karma. Well,
1: actually, kind of work. Sean is uh, needs to get into another job. Anonymous in Billingham, Cleveland, fifty dollars. Um, I thought I needed to donate, so I'm donating, or dronating. I'd like to be anonymous. Can I get a shot at karma? Because I'm sick of living the dream of just getting by. Can my karma shot be one for winning the lottery jackpot? <laughs> I hope this doesn't start a trend, but I'm sick of being a pauper, and I'd like to join the elites. Thank you for your best podcast in the universe.
2: Well, let us know how that works out, then, okay?
1: You've yeah. got karma. It probably work out the same whether or whether or not you... Bet on it or got the karma. Bernie Atama. Atima. Atama. Atama. I no. it right the first time. Atama. Atama. In Hinton, Iowa, another $50 from, from Bernie. John McClain, Beaverton, Oregon, $50. Geek Rolling in Los Angeles, California, whatever that is. I don't know. It doesn't sound good. $50. And finally, the goose hung high. In Framingham, Massachusetts, nuts, $50. And that'll be our donors for
2: show. That's four code. Two. Something just happened when you said that. What? Well, when you say the goose hung high, somewhere in the world, you know, like a drone got shot off or something. Yeah,
1: probably. It's obviously that code. That was code.
2: It's obviously code.
1: Yeah, the I mean, goose hung high. There oh, it happened again. Oh, no. <laughs> <Shh>. <laughs>
2: The goose hung high. Just imagine a guy in a bar come up to you and go, Hey man,
1: the goose hung high. I must deal cards now. Uh, anyway, I want to thank every, all these people and uh, producers and helpers and uh, contributors and yeah, all the other yeah, ones yeah. That, that came in for show 424. Dvorak.org slash NA. Uh, ChannelDvorak.com slash NA. NoAgendaNation.com and NoAgendaShow.com can you can click on the donate button. We really appreciate the help and we need it and I it to continue so we can keep, keep doing this fine show and you get stuff like Adam's digging through. The only guy, by the way, I would say, who most people just ignored it or they went on and on about how great it was, dug through all that crap to show that this internet freedom thing is a scam. <laughs> internet freedom is
2: internet governance. Dvorak.org slash na
0: it's your
1: birthday, birthday! ay
2: yay No Agenda! Uh, Bernie Ottomar congratulates his son David uh, celebrating on the 26th, and his son's fiance Rose Soak, she will be celebrating on the 30th. And I, of course, wish the love of my life, Ms. Mickey, a very happy birthday. Uh, and so does the rest of the No Agenda show. The whole crew here wishes you the best day in the world. It's
7: your birthday, yeah.
2: What the hell that was, man? When- There you go. Uh, Hey, we have two nights. Of course, we have uh, our uh, Insta night and uh, Claudia. You didn't find a note for Claudia, did you, by any chance? I did not. Okay. Well, then just grab your... There you go. Grab grab your blade. Your blade.
1: Trying to get it out. There
2: There we go. (laughs) Richard of Tasmania and Claudia Gerber, please step forward. The both of you, thank you so much for your support of the No Agenda Show, the best podcast in the universe, the amount of $1,000 or more. And uh, we hereby welcome you into the exclusive club, which includes a ring up until the end of 2012. I hereby pronounce the Sir Richard and Dame Claudia, Knight and Dame of the No Agenda Roundtable. Come on over for your hookers and blow, your ren boys and chardonnay, your hot pants and booze, or your wenches and beer. We've got it all for you. And thanks again for supporting the
0: best podcast in the universe.
2: That'd be great if you just if you had that sound effect and you're making an out with your wife, and then you're kind of and you're like yeah afterwards just kind of lying around and then go do it.
1: You know, by the way, I recommend people to do this. I there's a couple of different devices. Not what he just said, but you take one of these duck calls into the theater, especially in a bestseller. You go in there and they're showing the previews of all these crappy movies they're going to bring out in the next. Just one, just once. Pull out the duck call. Don't overdo it. Do it.
2: Yeah, don't overdo it. I like the slow don't
1: one. As fast <laughs> as you
7: can.
2: The slow one is better. Do the slow one again.
1: You will get a huge laugh. <laughs>
2: I'm crying. <It's> easily <laughs> amused. I'm crying. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. anyway uh, let's talk about Syria uh, so John and I had this conversation yesterday and we, we really tried to not talk about uh, show stuff um, except for the shows we were doing where, you know, we were pre-recording for uh, 425 and 426 and um, I, just, I don't remember what, you just let it slip by you said this Syria thing is going down man I don't care what you say it's happening it's going down like I disagree It's going down. Uh, And so, uh, well, actually, uh, this gives a nice opportunity to play some some clippity-clop here. It's
0: clippity-clop.
12: The message is clear. Just
0: (laughs)
6: clippity-clop.
2: All right. So uh, Lucifer is all over this. And, of course, uh, everything is riding on this for her. It's so obvious. This is a big, big, big deal. And I think that really when you look at it, that if we don't get Syria, and I say we because, of course, it's uh, the uh, the coalition of the willing, and it's the friends of Syria, otherwise known as Ami du peuple syrien. Did you see that when she was in Paris? They don't have friends of Syria on the on the sign. It's Ami du peuple syrien. Uh, do hair. By the way, she didn't get her hair done.
1: Hello sorry about that uh, interruption from the uh from the production staff is everything okay well people uh, you know people wanted to know if there's a donation segment on the uh, next two shows, and we explained it
2: on the next two shows and in fact they're uh you just had to listen yeah I'm listen to the show, which is uh so it's the ami du peuple syrien which uh, translates to the friend of the people of Syria and um Lucifer has a couple messages. Here is the first one about the defection of a, a general who apparently slept in the same tent with Assad. I don't know. It's like his butt buddy the way that he is the way the media I have to say, he kinda looks a little bicurious.
12: We are seeing high level defections every day. Every day. It is time to abandon one. the <laughs> Every Day there was one. Every day. Every day. Abandon the dictator. Embrace your countrymen and women and get on the right side of history. Ah,
2: get on the right side of history. That is one of my favorites. Get on the right side of history. Yeah, well, you know what? I, I wish I could come back in 100 years and see what side you landed on, Lucifer. And uh, so I figured what we'd do. I took her uh, I took her statement at the Amis du Peuple and I cut it up. It's it's still a couple minutes, but it's important that we deconstruct what she is saying here because I noticed that in the media, uh, I'm sorry, that thing that's called news everywhere else, they only were taking little snippets and snappets, just little bits and bobs, you know, and and not like the real important good stuff. So I'd like us to go through here and just uh, translate what uh, Lucifer Hillary Clippity Clop Clinton is saying at this uh, divvying up, this pre- um, This pre-meeting of who's going to get what, because that's what's taking place here, as we've discussed in previous episodes. They've already, you know, you get this, you get that. And, and of course, the Russians and Chinese are not uh, being very helpful in all of this. call
12: for the release from detention. So... It would be very helpful to get everybody on the same page.
2: Ah, this is a great American expression, isn't it? Get them on the same page, which would, of course, be Chapter uh, 7 Resolution of the United Nations.
12: If we're going to work together about what we have already done and what we need to be doing as we move forward. Under the Geneva communique, the Mm. opposition is for the first time put on an even basis with the government.
2: This is very interesting. Because, of course, we didn't get a copy of the Geneva communique. The opposition, and by the way, who is the opposition? The only opposition I've seen is a couple of dudes who are called Syrian National Council and live in Paris. They have already been recognized by the international community of douches as on equal footing with A sovereign president of a sovereign country. This is what she's saying. Yeah. He he just sat down and said, she has her nerve. Hold on a second. We're just going to knife you. Here you go here. You're on equal footing now.
12: They are given equal power in constituting the transition governing entity that will have, as we just heard, full executive authority. (laughs) This how, is
2: what Goebbels once said, I how think. How does the... Oh, wow. How does that work? They have... Who, who, she just went up there and said, I am Hillary Clippity Club Lucifer Clinton. I give you, by the power of Eston and me, by the great Satan, power! Power <laughs> I give you. That's about it. Here's your power!
12: Yeah. That could not have been imagined 3 months ago let alone a year ago until I well,
0: yeah. until I threatened you be <laughs> and
2: I threatened all of you and that is why now it can be imagined
12: we also think it is imperative to go back to the security council and demand implementation of Kofi Annan's plan including the Geneva communique that Russia and China have already agreed to.
2: This is the setup. Here's the wind up for the pitch, everybody, because they already agreed to it in the communique from Geneva.
12: So we now have them on record supporting a transition. And there it is. It's looking like it's going right over the plate. And we should go back and ask for a resolution in the Security Council that imposes real and immediate consequences for noncompliance and including sanctions under Chapter 7.
2: And look at that! Wow! Chapter 7, Charter of the United Nations. Only a week ago we were at Chapter 5. We jumped right over Chapter 6 to go to Article 41 of Chapter 7 of the United Nations uh, Charter. The Security Council may decide what measures not involving the use of armed force are to be employed to give effect to its decisions and may call upon the members of the United Nations to apply such measures. These may include complete or partial interruption of economic relations and of rail, sea, air, postal, telegraph, radio and other means of communication and the severance of diplomatic relations. Followed by Article 42, should the Security Council consider the measures provided for in Article 41 would be inadequate or have proved to be inadequate, it may take such action by air, sea, or land forces as may be necessary to maintain or restore international peace and security. Such action may include demonstrations, blockade, and other Operations by air, sea, or land forces of members of the United Nations.
12: Incoming, mofo! Now, what can every nation and group represented here do? I ask you to reach out to Russia and China and to not only urge but demand that they get off the sidelines and begin to support the legitimate aspirations of the Syrian people.
2: <laughs> legitimate. Oh, please. Le- get off the sideline. Ben. Get off the crapper, dude, dude. <laughs> the, the Legitimate, I tell you.
12: It is, frankly, not enough just to come to the friends of the Syrian people.
2: No, you can't just come to the meeting.
12: Because I will tell you, very frankly... I don't Frank? think Russia, said
2: twice. Mm-hmm. Russia
12: and China believe they are paying any price at all.
2: Ooh, hold on. Let's back that up for a second. Key words here. Oh, what is she saying?
12: Price at all. <sighs> Sorry. Just to come to the friends of the Syrian people, because I will tell you, very frankly... I don't think Russia and China believe they are paying any price at all.
2: They're not paying their fair share.
12: Nothing. Nothing. At all. At all. For standing up on behalf of the Assad regime. The only way that will change is if every nation represented here directly and urgently makes it clear that Russia and China will pay a price.
2: Hey, uh, Brussels, go over there and uh, go kick uh, Russia in the, in what the shins. What kind of threat is this? Hey, hey uh, Netherlands, why don't you go spit in China's eyes, see what happens.
12: Because they are holding up progress, blockading <laughs> it, that is no longer tolerable. And mm. let me also add that uh. confronted with the regime's non-compliance, it it is difficult to imagine how the U.N. supervision mission can fulfill its responsibilities without a Chapter 7 enforcement mechanism. Chapter 7. I think General Mood.
2: But so, just to reassert, we're almost done. Without a Chapter 7 enforcement mechanism, that is equals drones. Drone now,
1: well, strikes. A, no fly zone. It'd be no fly zone. The drones are already there. Well, no, man, drone strike. Strike.
12: Mood and his team have performed an extraordinary. Task, but it is clear, unarmed observers cannot monitor a ceasefire that does not exist. Next, what can you all do? Oh, pay attention. You I'm can listening. tighten <laughs> the financial vice, squeezing the regime. Squeeze their heads.
2: Squeeze.
12: Squeeze them. with a
2: vice-like grip.
12: Squeeze them. The second meeting of the sanctions working group in Washington last month called for all states to take additional steps to freeze the assets of regime officials, restrict transactions with the commercial and central banks,
2: i.e. steal their money,
12: and embargo Syrian oil. Since then, Switzerland, the European Union, Japan, and Australia have all announced additional measures. And the regime is becoming more isolated, which will help to hasten its end because its business support will finally turn on it. Syria's currency and foreign reserves have collapsed. (laughs) Sanctions on oil alone have deprived Assad of billions of dollars in lost revenues. (laughs) And his ability to finance his war grows more difficult by the day. Uh What's keeping him afloat is money from Iran.
2: Now listen very carefully, because this throws back to the WikiLeaks.
12: And assistance from Russia... And the failure of countries represented here to tighten and enforce sanctions.
2: The only thing that's missing is her actually saying, as you saw from the CIA WikiLeaks we released, you are selling radios. You're selling radios to them, people. You're represented here. This has to stop. So anyway, long uh, story short, you're right. They're going down. There's no doubt about it. And I wish I had audio from the new thing she said because she, uh, she has all these great... Um, all these great words, like um here this new one, which apparently she said today in Japan. She said uh, this should be a wake-up call for everyone, and the sand is running out of the hourglass.
1: Well, this is an- another another money grab, too. In fact, I think the proof of the pudding on the money grab is is in the. Uh, a Rubenfeld blog post and corruption currents, which is in the Wall Street Journal, where they, they talk about the 55 countries. Let me just read this 55 countries participated in the Washington, D.C. hosted event, which was the second meeting of the Friends of the Syrian People International Working Group. The inaugural meeting was held in Paris in February, and the next meeting is in Doha. Uh, those nations that have not yet adopted formal sanctions, we urge you to do so. Said U.S. Treasury Secretary Tim Geithner Uh at the top of the meeting. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What the hell's he got to
2: do with Syria? He maintains the list. He maintains the list of uh, money we uh, freeze and block, i.e., steal. Yeah. We
1: need the dough. Chapter seven resolution authorizes action that enables the use of military force, but Geithner called only for appropriate economic
2: actions. Well, that's step one. That's Article forty one, Article forty two.
1: Yeah, it's a phase after that. Yeah, it's just may a may stepping step. I mean, if, if Assad was smart, he'd have cut a deal early on, saying, "Look, I'm screwed. These guys are unfortunately very egomaniacal, These Middle Eastern leaders, and they think they can get away with you know. He's the
2: big gangster. We're the big gangster. He's in." Uh, he's a podiatrist, man. He's not a gangster. He's not, a, well, he's
1: definitely not much of one. And, uh, in the olden days, hey, with man, his my old foot man, yeah. they used to be gangsters and they used to be the ones behind most, they are probably behind that Pan Am flight. A lot of people believe that. And, uh, besides, you know, the CIA connection, uh, they, uh, they used to be known as gangsters and Syria did. And yeah. now...
2: Unlike uh, our gangsters, you mean? Unlike our government is not gangsters. No, no, I know. Unlike the Chinese,
1: uh, their, their gangster was actually pushing our gangsters around, and now it's the shoes on the other foot. They're they're toast. Yeah, but he, I think he really loves his country.
2: I don't th- I think I'm he's sure like, he does. Do but he, knows, his, he, you know, he better
1: find some way out, or he's going to end up on a, with his head on a stick. Do you know like that the rest of these guys?
2: Do you know that Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie visited with them? With Assad? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Did they, well, they, did they have tea? They drove around. He actually drove them around uh, Damascus. Uh-huh. And the reports that I that I read on this is that Brad Pitt was really worried. He's like, "Well, don't you need security?" He says, "No, people here love me. I, I don't have to worry about it. they're not going to kill me." And Pitt and Pitt was really worried. <laughs> yeah,
1: and then she was also um, can't drive around the U.S. president like that.
2: Uh, no. Uh, let me see when that was, uh, Assad, that was, uh, when Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie met the Assads, and there's Angelina kissing his wife, that is a smoking hot picture, by the way, shwo, <laughs> shwo. hey, google that, you sound that. like brushwood, no, <laughs> google that, google that, oh, I see it, how sm- that's that is look at her. <gasps> it's a Ugh. lip kiss. Oh my god. Uh, I I'm, i have to say I'm
1: mildly ma- with a sama uh, as a, asma.
2: I'm mildly excited from looking at that picture. She's
1: biting her lower lip and pulling on it. Yeah. Mm. yeah.
2: And when was this? Let me just see what the date was. How long ago? 2009. Yeah, I guess we were all cool then. That's when she was also featured in Vogue magazine. His wife it's like, you know, she was awesome. All was good. But then, they, you know, they removed it from their website, the whole Vogue story. Vogue did. Oh, really? Yeah, because they're like, well, you know, this is not politically correct anymore. Really? Yeah. my husband. Here, that. Here, from Vogue, this is Vogue magazine. My husband was driving us all to lunch, relates Asma. And out of the corner of my eye, I could see Brad Pitt was fidgeting. I turned around and asked, is there anything wrong? Where's your security? Asked Pitt. So I started teasing him. See that old woman on the street? That's one of them. And that old guy crossing the road, that's the other one. The president joins in the punchline. Brad Pitt wanted to send his security guards here to come and get some training. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, he just drove him to lunch himself. <laughs> yes, well. And after that, clearly Angelina nailed her. My goodness, that's a, that's a, that's a sexy-ass kiss right there. Put that on CNN.
1: They don't put anything on CNN.
2: And by the way, I, I, again, I renounce Dr. Drew Pinsky. Where's his resignation? I want him to go on the air and he can at least apologize for being a douchebag. Until that I, I remain vigilant. Shill. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, Bad news, uh, TSA is on to a new trip. You probably read about this, a lot of people emailed about it. Two things are happening. One, according to the Lou Rockwell blog, um, they now have a new thing where they tell you on the other side of security, so when you're on the air side, as it were, they do this new drill where they say, freeze, 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 and you're supposed to freeze? Oh, yeah, but this that's not that new. I think it's been over a year they've been doing that. Really? Yeah, I think well, we even talked about it if, once. I don't remember. Okay. But if they do that, I'm not freezing. I'm just saying you're not a law enforcement officer. You may have a phony-ass badge, but you're not a lawyer. I'm not going to freeze for you. You get a police officer over here. I'll think about it. I'm not going to freeze for you. I'm not I'm not your bitch. Oh man, I'm getting worked up. We're getting on flights tomorrow.
1: Yeah, you're getting you're getting in the mood. Here's the here's the new that one. Austin airport. That, you know that, they, you know the the old Austin airport, which was on complete other side of town, which I used to fly into all the time, was a cozy little airport. It was very nice, and it did fine with the with the traffic it had. No, they had to tear it down and build another airport on the complete opposite side of, opposite side of town, which I thought. They would keep it on the same side of town. So the first time I flew into the new airport, I'm driving in the wrong direction. I don't know I can't find my way around. Uh, it was pointless. But now this new, all these new airports, there's
2: horrible places. I'm sorry. It's a nice airport. I kind of like it, I have to if say. If you ever
1: had this, uh, flew into the old one, you would like, you would, oh, this is great. It's like the.
2: It's I like, like the, our airport. Hello. We got, we got Formula One coming here, man. We need a, we need a big airport. So this is good. Hey, do you know what? Don't mess with Texas and certainly not Austin, my friend. Be careful what you say.
1: Yeah, well, that, that's. This woman is quite pretty.
2: Osma. Yeah. I know. I, I'm st- I actually just put the link of them kissing in the show notes. It's so smoking. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah, well, I know, but she's actually quite a beauty. Yeah. Anyway, here's what the TSA is doing in Colorado. Which will be rolling out across the country coming to your town soon.
4: Security Jeez. is spreading into the gates. Travelers say the TSA
2: is testing drinks they buy inside the airport.
3: But not everyone thinks that what security officers that's what security officers should worry about. KJCT 2 News Bill Erickson got reaction from passengers today and joins us now live. Janelle. Megan, passengers say their problem isn't with the rules at the airport. They understand why drinks aren't allowed through security. But when they buy one while they're waiting for their flight, they say TSA shouldn't ask to test it. Passengers say traveling is a big enough stress. But now some are worried the drinks they're getting aren't safe. The TSA won't say what they're testing for or why they're doing it. But travelers say they have a right to know.
10: Well, you know, I'm always glad that my safety is a priority. I think testing drinks after they've already been bought might be a little extreme.
1: (laughs) The water or the juices or anything you buy here in the airport, the TSA is going to come over and look and check and test it. I mean,
9: it's just ridiculous.
3: we asked the TSA about the drink testing, and this is what they said. TSA employees have many layers of security throughout airports. Passengers may be randomly selected for additional screening measures at the checkpoint or at the gate at any time. Passengers we spoke to today also say they think the price of drinks are too expensive. And if security is going to test them, it should be before their purchase so they don't waste their money. Reporting.
2: This is unbelievable. And... Yeah, many layers of security, ladies and gentlemen. Make work. Yeah.
1: Hey, we got, how many people we got working here? They're going to come in and do a salary survey. We got to find something else to do to justify the bullcrap jobs we
2: have. <laughs> hey, you sound just like one of them. Yeah, this is this is also conditioning, obviously. To get you uh, conditioned oh, to... Oh, yeah, uh,
1: so you'd be like, this is... Total. I, we ch- chat about this at the house every so often amongst ourselves, which is... What was it, what did it be, what was it like to be a citizen in the 1930s in in fascist Germany? <laughs> was it similar to all the police, I mean, where there was many police? Now You see, you can't go out of the house in California. I can't, if I drive to San Francisco, I will see a minimum of three policemen on the way and probably two to three on the, I, six, see mm-hmm. six cops. Mm-hmm. And, I, and if you just drive to the store, you'll see one or two. Mm-hmm. You are seeing police constantly. I've been in South Africa, took the family to South Africa. We saw no police ever. Yeah.
0: Let me see your drink, Dvorak! Hey, citizen! Give me that bottle!
2: So I've been receiving so many emails from people, usually with the subject line, false flag. <laughs> hey <laughs> don't send that to me. No. And everyone thinks there's going to be a false flag at the Olympics. And, of course, we did see this as one of the scenarios of the Rockefeller Foundation. But I think something else is going on. As uh, Here's just the headline. Seven arrested in British anti-terrorism raids. These uh, 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 The story says seven men have been arrested on suspicion of terrorism offenses after weapons were found in a vehicle stopped on a motorway. Then we have uh, Al-Qaeda terror suspect. <laughs> caught at Olympic Park five times breaking a ban imposed by the home secretary. He wasn't allowed to go there. He was a suspected Somali Islamist militant. Another great Uh combination of words. But here's the one that really got to me. And I don't think this is about a false flag. I think... Well, I'll tell you what I think after I, I... This is from The Guardian. And they don't list a source. Not even like unnamed or anything. The whole article is just... Presented as fact, security guards working for Serco, the private contractor drafted in to protect Britain's borders during the Olympics, have been at the center of a series of security breaches that have allowed vehicles to enter the UK without screening for dirty bombs. Concerns about queues and job cuts at the UK border agency forced the Home Office to bring in private guards to man radars radars, designed to detect radiation at major ports. That sounds bogative right there. But Circo staff who took on the role, once occupied by public sector officials in mid-May, have been at the center of security scares. It is understood that the Border Force is looking into the failure of a Circo guard to alert engineers when a security screening system went down at Dover Ferry Port, allowing vehicles to enter unchecked for radiation which they apparently do with radar. Circo staff have been repeatedly reported to managers for failing to correctly use equipment that checks for signs of radiation underneath cars and lorries. Border force officials admit that this is because staff had, quote, been provided with training some time ago. They've become unfamiliar or not previously had hands-on experience. And finally, some of the 300 Circo staff, quote, left areas unmanned, Despite the heightened security threat facing the country weeks before the 2012 Games, Circo staff have also missed alarms that were expected to prompt secondary searches of vehicles, the observer understands. Oh, it's the observer, sorry. Although it is understood that such misses also happened before the private contractor whose turnover last year exceeded £4 billion became involved. I thought it was The Guardian. Yeah, it is The Guardian. Yes, yeah, The Guardian. Oh is yeah the, it the guardian quoting from the observer. No no, it's the guardian observer. Oh okay yeah. So dirty bombs. So I think that this is not setting us up for a false flag. This is setting you up for the all these forces and troops that are in London, they're not leaving. This is it. Get used to it. Bringing, I like that. Yes, I like that idea. That's it. I mean, they're bringing it in under the guise of, we need it for the Olympics, and they're just not going to leave. It's just going to be that way. That's your life now. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, right. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, since we don't live
1: there. Yes. you don't live there, it's fun <laughs> to watch. It's awesome. <laughs> you know what they're doing at the Olympics, another thing they're doing? And this is just this is amazing to me. These guys can get away with this. You cannot now, when the Olympics begin, you cannot go into the stadium as a, as a, as a, as a not a participant, but as a viewer, mm-hmm. wearing any logo to wear at
2: yeah, all. Yeah, I know, I know, you can't wear any logos, how awesome is that?
0: <laughs> What's that logo, slave? Hey, stick the four, stick to four, we have a slave with a logo.
2: That's the way it's gonna go.
1: Yeah, you can wear official Olympic logos that you bought from them, but yeah. you cannot wear Adidas or Nike or or uh, you know, uh some designer brand, Chanel. I mean you can't have any <laughs> logos on your
2: person. Unless they're an official sponsor. Yeah. Yeah. Let me just see. Is that on the ticket or something? I don't know. About just a
1: scandal. out of the British. I don't know why anybody... Let me say this to all UK listeners. Do not go to this event. Watch it on television if you have to see it.
2: Yeah. Let me just see. Guidelines regarding authorized identifications. Mm, branding police. Here we go. <clears throat> Let's see what the official word is. This is also from the Guardian who seemed to be the guys to give you all the information. Fans in the crowd won't be allowed to upload snippets of the day's action to YouTube or even potentially to post their snaps from inside the Olympic Village on Facebook. A crack team of branding police. <clears throat> the game's organizers, LOCOG have acknowledged we'll be checking every bathroom in every public venue with the power to remove or tape over manufacturers logos, even on soap dispensers, wash basins and toilets. (laughs) Hey, hey, what's that toilet say? (laughs) Someone put it. Hey, if you're going to the games. Put your No Agenda stickers everywhere, will you? No Agenda stickers, please. Get get No Agenda
1: stickers. Go to NoAgendaStickers.com. I think that site's still up. Put it
2: in the toilet. Put it in the toilet. (laughs) Put it in the urinal, as they say in the UK. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Parliament. Oh, in 2006, accordingly, Parliament passed the London Olympic Games and Paralympic Games Act which together with the Olympic Symbol Protection Act of 1995, wow, <laughs> I'm living in a, in a movie, offers a special level of protection to the games and their sponsors over and above that already promised by existing copyright or contract law. A breach of these acts will not only give rise to a civil grievance, but it is a criminal offense. Uh. Ah, in fact, here is a commercial. Imagine your city with no crime, where a policeman's life is never at risk. Thanks to Omnicorp, you can protect your city with our full line of products. The XT-908 aerial drones. Watch over our citizens. The ED-209 protects our battlefields and now our cities. And in the coming months, we will unveil our newest and most exciting innovation yet, where human resources meets robotic engineering. The RC-2000, the next generation of defensive products. Omnicorp, we've got the future under control. Protect your city today. Go to www.omnicorp.com for more information. Yes, uh, Curry DuVry Consulting Group worked on that, as you can tell, from the human resources line in the commercial. Good job. I'm very proud of that spot. Good work. Good yeah. work. Yeah. Wow. Well, okay. Then uh, I, I only have uh, two things left.
1: Well, before we get to your last two things, we should at least get to one more Manning out of the way before we get to the <laughs> finale. <laughs> okay. This would be the, uh, we're at uh, part three here. This is about Romney. Is that the? Uh- yes, Romney thinks he's an idiot.
0: <laughs> now, well, what's the solution? Well, first of all, We need to understand this, that uh, Mitt Romney is perhaps, (laughs) and this is so pathetic, (laughs) Mitt Romney is perhaps the worst possible candidate. Mitt Romney is the worst possible. What is wrong with you people? (laughs) What's wrong with you? (laughs) Manning, you don't have the statute to tell us what to do. You know, you're just a little preacher over there at a church over there in Harlem, and uh, we like you. We think you're amusing when you talk about black people. We like what you say about them. But uh, when you start talking about white people, you're automatically wrong. And so, uh, I mean, we will love to hear you talk about black people. We're love to hear you say that they ain't got no honor. We love to hear you talk about how barbaric they act and all of that and how they are racist. And we love that. But now when you talk about uh, you only give me credit when I talk about black folk. But I, and I'm right. And you're right for giving me credit. God knows when I speak about them, I'm right. But I'm right when I talk about white folk as well. They just half right. This truth is universal. Fox News is a sellout. Yeah. The biggest mistake we made in this con- in this whole matter with Obama is trusting Fox News, and they're laughing all the way to the bank. You can- <laughs> the Tea Party, the Koch brothers, you're foolish. And now Mitt Romney against Obama? Uh, here's a person, anyway, Obama will win. There's no doubt about that. And he'll be president forever. <laughs> <laughs> he's great you know
2: he's de- he's doing a lot of deconstruction that we do only he adds a a, a certain flavor a more
1: flair than we have available to us he's got
2: a little flair going on there <laughs> wow yeah that's pretty good he
1: be president forever
2: so as you know Miss Mickey and I are heading off uh, tomorrow we're flying to Amsterdam the Netherlands uh, this is our wedding week uh, mainly family and a couple of friends uh, and it's going to be great we're very excited about it all I haven't been to uh, Gitmo Lowlands in quite a while. And, uh, you know, of course, whenever you go to Amsterdam, there's always two things that you can count on. And what are those, Adam? Well, I guess this is an Ask John. Uh, What are the two things Amsterdam is most known for?
1: Hookers and, uh, and marijuana shops. That's
2: correct. That's correct. And if I, let me give you a little ding. Very good. Very good. Uh, how's it going with those marijuana shops? I think they've shut all of them down. Yes, indeed. They've shut them down. You have to have the weed pass. In fact, I don't smoke anymore, but if I were a smoker uh, going to Amsterdam, I would normally be like, hey, man, I can't wait to blaze up some Jack Harrier, some White Widow. I get totally baked. No, 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 Mr. Curry, you no longer have a weed pass. You can't buy weed. It's okay because uh, the job market is doing great. We've got 11 year old kids now riding around on bikes, selling the weed uh, to people who don't have a weed pass. So uh, in all, it's, it's kind of good. We've got some underground activity going on. Now let's say I, um, I was going to do my own bachelor party, not doing it with my, uh, my future wife. Uh, you know, we, I might have a couple of buddies in mind who might go out and we might go to see some hookers. Because, you know, it's legal in Amsterdam. They just go out and just have a good time and party. And they've had this for quite a while. Well, guess what? That is ending. And I've been uh, saying this for a while. And, uh, of course, a lot of the hooker clientele and as well as the weed shops come from uh, the U.K., Get money, the Nation East. You hop on the easy jet. You go over for a weekend. You get baked. You get laid. You go back. You're happy. We're happy. We got your money here in Amsterdam. Thank you. Perfect system. Works out great. Everyone's happy. It's a win, 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 win. Exactly. So this douchebag Lodewijk Usher, who I have met several times, he's a young guy. He is the deputy mayor. He has been systematically ruining Amsterdam. And here's his latest as reported by the BBC with a completely over-dramatized report.
10: Amsterdam's reputation as a place to come and relax and recharge began around the 16th century when sailors would come and dock here at the harbor, then make the short walk up to the red light district to find a woman. Prostitution was legalized here a decade ago. It was a move designed to bring the business above ground. Actually, it attracted more criminality, and this place became a hub.
2: Okay, i got to stop right there. That is a total lie. There's absolutely no evidence that that the legalization of prostitution in Amsterdam actually created more criminal activity. It would lessen it. It's bull crap. It's an out-and-out lie.
10: For human trafficking.
2: This place, uh, next week, there will be a bookshop.
10: This is part of the plan to try to undo some of that damage.
2: Damage. Over here,
11: there was also... A red light district, and now you see a red light radio. It's a radio studio.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> I have no words. So we have uh, gradually changing the area. But nice. What we actually are doing. This is the douchebag. Is recover and reclaim. And revitalize the heart of the city. There will still be prostitution in the area, but then under government control. (laughs) Under government control? They paid taxes. What are you talking about? With a much better situation for the women working there.
10: The council offers the creative industries massive subsidies on rent. So if they like what you're selling, you can get a prime piece of real estate for a fraction of the price.
2: So here's what they're doing. They're taking these buildings, they're taking them over, and they're practically giving them away rent-wise to uh, shops that sell, you know, homemade frickin' sneakers. They're literally showing like a yellow and purple sneaker because it's all the hip, cool, young fashion designers with bullcrap clothing you'd never want to be caught dead in in the first place. It's subsidized, subsidizing idiots.
10: Of the Amsterdam fashion designers get
2: out of Amsterdam or on the edge. She's got like uh, piercings and her hair's all crazy and she's selling sneakers for victimized because of the project. People who are working here right now, we try to help them to step out and find another profession and help them to. They have to find another, we're gonna help them find another profession. Hey, hooker, making a thousand a night, Uh, why don't you make some? Stupid sneakers. The new future. But
5: we want to stop being the place where everybody in Europe can, can traffic their women to. Right? We don't think that's part of what Amsterdam wants to be or has to be in the future.
2: Yeah, all right, so. What is wrong with the Dutch? Douchebag. They, they've, they've been taken over. They've been co-opted by the United States of Europe. That's what's wrong with the Dutch. They have to harmonize. Because we can't have one place that's like benefiting from an excellent product not just one, but two excellent products. It's the war on hookers, the war on weed. It's over. It's done. What are we going to do now? Sit in the freaking canal boat? Oh, that's a nice building. Oh, look, the Anne Frank house. Oh, the Van Gogh Museum. Anne Frank house. I want to get my Schwang shots. I used to go to that, by the way. <laughs> it's small. <laughs> no, that was a bad joke.
0: <clears throat>
2: it's just... It's destruction of a culture that has existed since the 1600s. The hookers pay taxes, have health checkups. It, you know, it's not like you—you know—they're in front of the window. You're not going to get robbed, beaten up. You know, marriages work better for people that you know have fantasies and stuff. And uh, now that's going to be driven underground as well. So the same 11 year old kid who's selling you your weed is going to hook you up with a hooker. It's it's 11 year old pimp. AK. That's right. Yeah. That's what they're creating. Yeah, 11-year-old pimps. Yeah. It is yeah. so wrong, so misguided, and shame on the Dutch people. And I'm not talking about the no-agenda producers, because they're, they're well aware. Yeah, they're obviously away. on the ball. Yeah, but shame, shame on you for allowing this to happen. I mean, of all the things. What else are we going to go to? Great
1: job of propaganda work. I mean, to get the public to buy into all this crap after the years and years of a cultural bias in the other direction is astonishing. It's upsetting to me. Think for themselves a little bit, but even I mean, we ha- we know what the problem is in the United States with the miserable education system and the moronic entertainment-based news. And by the way, the news over there is, seems to have a lot of this entertainment crap too. The Party who I'm talking to is part of the a part of the uh, one of the targets, as a matter of fact. And you will be probably have a few paparazzi take your picture because of your
2: relationship. Oh yeah. With oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Patricia yeah. is still in the news. Like this is like really
2: important. Yeah, that's going to be the real news. It'll be top of the. Uh, I, I'm going to record that. I'm going to record. They're going to go. RTL News, and then it will be a headline. How sad is that? Uh, a 50 year old guy getting married for the second time. That's your headline news, ladies and gentlemen. Don't pay attention to anything else, like the $40 billion, uh, of your tax money going to banks or the ESM. Mm. Uh, well, another happy note to show. No, 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 no. no. There's more happy news, actually. Uh, the kill list has been updated. Killlist.curry.com. Oh, the kill list, yes. Yeah. U.S. drones killed 24 one day oh, we're after. we it up. There's, we w- need somebody who can do a good charting one day after the resumption of nato supplies so you know remember uh, we said we're we're both sorry kind of something like that supply lines were opened 24 persons were killed and some others were injured in one of the deadliest attacks carried out by the cia operated us spy planes in Gorwick Village. Where is that, John? Where do you think Gorwick Village is? I would guess it's near some pipeline. Yeah, that would be Waziristan once again. The hotbed of terrorist activity. Which, of course, is exactly where the pipeline is. And, uh, well, I'm not going to play today, but props to the BBC for propagating the formula of pilotless airplanes. That's all over the place now, as predicted. Uh, There's real, actual PR. Actual PR now. Saying, what was doing we should look into it, see which agency. What do you mean? Which uh, ad agency? Which PR agencies. Yeah, I don't, and a, I don't and know. Ad agency or and ad agencyers. And uh, Leon Panetta, He now he runs the, uh, what does he run now? He, he's defense. Defense department. Defense guy. He was at the Institute of Peace. I'm sorry. Oh, the, the
1: great Institute of
2: Peace. I'm sorry, the Peace Institute, I should say. Now, we know internet freedom is uh, internet governance. So, Peace Institute, uh, let's listen to 20 seconds of what he had to say.
0: We will also continue to invest
9: in the capabilities of the future. Yes, we obviously have to meet our responsibility with regards to
5: reducing the the deficit burden. But at the same time,
0: we also need to invest. Ah. Invest in cyber. Invest in unmanned systems. <laughs> invest in space. Yeah. Invest in special forces operations, <laughs> and the ability to quickly mobilize uh-huh. in the event of crisis, yeah. and also
2: the importance of maintaining our industrial base. May peace be with you. <laughs> Go in we need peace. More drones. <laughs> peace Institute. Go in peace. <laughs> the Peace Institute. Ah, it's great. New York Times, by the way, has a great article. I'm surprised you didn't bring it up, John. Uh it's the, the article is titled The Drone Zone, which by the way could have been a no agenda show title. The Drone Zone. It still can be. And uh I've gotta read this uh, so so um this reporter goes to uh uh Nevada and gets a tour and, you know, uh, actually there's a couple of reporters. When I visited the base earlier this year with a small group of reporters, we were taken into a command post where a large flat screen television was broadcasting a video feed from a drone flying overhead. I took a f- It took a few seconds to figure out exactly what we were looking at. A white SUV traveling along a highway adjacent to the base came into the crosshairs in the center of the screen and and was tracked as it headed south along the desert road. When the SUV drove out of the picture, the drone began following another car. Quote, wait, you guys practice tracking enemies by using civilian cars? A reporter asked. One Air Force officer responded that this was only a training mission, and then the group was quickly hustled out of the room. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man.
1: How about that, huh? Yeah, yeah, and if one of those cars blows up, it'll be because of some uh, gas tank uh, malfunction.
2: It's just, it's just a training mission. We have you in our crosshairs, but don't worry. It's just a training mission. It's nothing nothing to see here. <laughs> Let me play that. Don't
0: look over here. Nothing to see here. Ooh, look at that.
2: Unbelievable. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah thank you. Uh, final one on vaccines, and uh, then I'm done. So the three stories, three stories all the same from different parts of the world today about the exact same issue. And I always find that highly interesting. Of course, this is because of noagendanewsnetwork.com that I'm able to get an overview of all of these different stories. And it's about the whooping cough, uh, pertussis. Houston Chronicle, middle schoolers required to get pertussis vaccine. Students ages 11 and older entering the 6th grade in Alabama schools this fall will have to get vaccinated against pertussis. Guaranteed. Take your shot,
0: slave. Bend over and take your pertussis shot, slave.
2: The Alabama Department of Public Health says there's an alarming increase in the infection, which affects the lungs and spreads throughout coughing and sneezing. The illness is highly contagious. Okay, so they're forced. Forced vaccinations. Then I see the Netherlands. Oh my gosh. Kinkhoost. We had, which is uh, whooping cough. Kinkhoost. Say it with me now. Kinkhoost. 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 There you go. Perfect. Kinkhoost. 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 Even though 95% of all children in the Netherlands have been vaccinated against the uh, disease. It seems we have an epidemic on our hands. How is this possible? What are we it's going to do? possible. Yes, it's possible. And then we have the report from the BBC. Wow. The bacterium that causes whooping cough. Also it's whooping cough in the UK, right? It's whooping cough. Whooping ho- ho- no, cough. No, whooping, whooping. Whooping. Only basketball players get this. Whooping cough.
5: Also known as pertussis. Forgotten, but not gone.
2: Uh, Let's show a baby almost dying, please.
5: And that's the distinctive sound which gives the disease its name. As this baby struggles for breath, it's what parents should look out for. Mm. Katie Lodge got whooping cough at nine weeks just before her first vaccination. She got progressively weaker and ended up on oxygen in hospital.
10: She'd start coughing, it would get worse and worse, and it would get to a point where she would she couldn't catch her breath, she'd go blue. Um, now, looking back on it, it was really quite scary.
2: Before we continue, John, I'll let you guess where this is leading. What do you think this is leading up to? The chat room already has it. What do you think it's up to?
1: Well, it's leading to some sort of an either a new vaccine or some... Uh, uh, to take the shots early or i don't know
2: there's two things the w- one will be apparent the second one not so
5: no one's certain why cases are surging although improved testing may be picking up more so
2: stop right there did uh, you hear it testing so this is the scam that continues improved testing once again we have a new new system for testing for whooping cough just
1: like the Wait! H- wait 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 wait, wait, wait. So this little kid, mm-hmm. just before he is supposed to get shots, or he or she or whatever yeah. it was, yeah, she I guess was mm-hmm. supposed to get shots, mm-hmm. gets the whooping cough from mm-hmm. the probably from the hospital mm-hmm. or who knows, mm-hmm. and what's this got to? Do, what's testing going to do one way or the other? She didn't get the damn shot in time. So what does testing do? What is the new testing got to do with anything?
2: Are you trying to put logic on on the story because there's obviously none other than to sell something. But I want to point well, out that's the
1: first thing I'd ask if I was being told this. Yeah, no, no. And then I was doing a report on it and they said, well, we're <laughs> going to have new testing. I would say, well, what? How would that have helped this kid? Well, congr- she didn't get her vac- vaccination. She's got a whooping cough. What's the testing going to do? She doesn't have whooping cough before she caught it. So what difference does it make if you tested her? Now she's got it. Can you test her now or do you need to test her? Or is it just a waste of money because she's obviously got it. It makes
2: no sense. Congratulations, you are now the chief editor of BBC News.
5: So far this year across the UK, there have been 2,398 cases of whooping cough, compared with just 272 in the same period last year. Most are in adolescents and adults where the illness is less severe, but the bug is circulating and babies are most vulnerable before immunization, which happens at two, three and four months, plus a preschool booster. Immunisation experts are considering whether to recommend a booster jab in adolescents as immunity wanes. Paediatricians agree a new strategy is needed. Giving boosters to adolescents is one thing that might help. There are other things too that we could do and that are being looked into. They include immunising parents who've... Got newborn babies, uh, immunizing mothers when they're pregnant, immunizing healthcare workers, and so on. <laughs> Your freaking dog!
2: Immunize the dog. Uh, hey, hey, there's a beetle. Immunize the beetle. He may be carrying the pertussis virus. They are pushing this so heavy, and of course, you you get the bug from the freaking vaccine in the first place. But the testing—that's bothersome because they pull this testing scam every single time. Gives a high rate of false positives. Uh, they're in what are they
1: going to be testing for?
2: I, it doesn't look. I'm just laying out the scam. I'm not saying that it makes sense. It's the scam. With this, but this, it's, it's it's insanity. It's just money making scummy crap. We've got it. Oh, healthcare workers, parents, the butcher. Because you may be, you may, have the, you may have the virus, you may have the virus, we've got to test you. See if you have the
0: virus, you have the virus, we have to test
2: you. I'm done. And uh, let me just remind you, the reason why you listen to the No Agenda podcast.
5: If you wake up with the blues Trying to fill your day with news There's one thing you must remember No agenda in the morning For a healthy, balanced news diet Try NoAgendaShow.com
2: Now with Pertussis And
1: and before we finish, uh, wrap We're not going to do this as end of the show We're going to do it right now Which is uh, uh, Reverend Manning And a very interesting, uh, let's say, prediction
0: He has not made history and being the first black African-American president. Because whether you think this is boasting or not, or whether you think I'm gloating, or whether you think I done got outside of my position of authority, but I have made sure that the history books will not record Obama as the first black president. I done tow that thing up. I done tow that one up. I done towed it up. <laughs> Nobody's saying he was the first black president. And that little twit called tony Morrison, and that old witch called Angela Maya Maya Angelou who were whores who said that Bill Clinton was the first black president A black people so psychotic so deranged so without honor so self-loathing they named Bill Clinton as the first black president that's how much they hate black folk, and how much they reverence white folk. they were wrong and Obama ain't the first black president so we got rid of that but he made history today yeah, he made history far greater than being the first black president. Cause nobody don't care nothing about black people. No way. And by the way, black people will be on the boat going to Africa by 2014. <laughs> and Alan West and Marco Rubio are the ones who have made it possible. They will be on the boat going by 2014. Black people will be going back to Africa. Oh, it's going to look like a great excursion. It's going to look like a great movement. Two years from now, when the health care bill really kicks in, and two years from now, when Obama has then taken mass control of the world and the, the Islamic world is now dominating and the economy is in the tank and two years from now, the world is going to be so different, getting on a boat, going back to Africa, black folk is going to seem like a good idea. It's going to seem like a really good idea. And there are going to be tri- billions of dollars poured into the idea. All kinds of resettlement monies are going to be allocated. And all the black politicians are going to say this is a good idea and the cities are crumbling and all that kind of a thing. Oh, yeah, but you're going back to Africa. You're going back to Africa. You're worthless. Nobody needs you now. We got the DREAM Act. We got Mexicans who pick tomatoes and they clean toilets and nobody needs these self-loathing welfare cheats called black people anymore. You're going back to Africa. And Obama's going to be the one to send you there.
2: I thought we were depressing. (laughs) All right, I'm going to give it to you. Please put all of that in the red book. Let me see if I got this right. Obama's president forever. (laughs) Black people being sent back to Africa. (laughs) Yeah, That's pretty awesome, John. I can just see you sitting there in your polka dot long johns watching hours of Reverend Manning. Oh, good job. Yes, all right. Um, so. It has its moments. Yeah, that's great. Um, on uh, Thursday, we will have a special episode of the No Agenda program, uh, episode 425. That'll be on the 12th. Uh, it has been pre recorded, but it includes uh, all fresh new material and a look back at episode 200.5 uh, with some of the bits that were no longer relevant or boring taken out. Then on Sunday, we will have a pipeline special, which I think is also, uh, you know, with some new material in there from John and myself. And then uh, I fly back on Wednesday next week, the week after, typically. And on Thursday, we'll be back Fresh live.
1: with material from Europe.
2: Yeah. Uh, I will be investigating the availability of 11-year-old pimps with blow. So thank you all so much for all your well wishes, all of the support that you give our program. Remember, Dvorak.org slash NA. We continue to need your support and a trailer for the Hot Pockets Tour. Everybody coming to you from Austin Tejas, I'm Adam Curry in the morning.
1: And from Northern Silicon Valley, I'm John C. Dvorak. Remember to listen Thursday
2: to No Agenda.
0: Go ahead now and whoop the dumb head media. You got to talk about that. Dvorak.org Slash N.A.